here's Al. Oh, great. Like, oh, Al's good. on. Yeah, I hope it's enjoying it. I'm going to try not to have like big pre-credit bits. For yeah, episodes, because that, so that, big. oh man, that took, I think it was about like 14 minutes until we started talking about wrestling. I was like, no, this is, this is really good and really funny, but is it just funny for us? You all right, Al? Yes, um, I sent you a text, but you didn't get back to us. I probably didn't get it. My reception is terrible here in my house. Uh, I was asking if the po- podcast's on tonight. Yes. So, um, I'm, I'm afraid I can do it. That's not a problem, but just give us a few minutes. Okay. Is this because I was recording in a small hall? Well, you know how I'm usually eating? Yeah. It, it's because I'm in the bath. <laughs> Am I recording? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, that, that, that's why I sound very echoey. I'm, I'm just, just on the path. <laughs> so, right. Cam, you, Cam. Yeah. Cam, ignore what I said just now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, okay, fine. No problem. That's fine. <laughs> Would you like me to get out and do the best in the bath? Well, Ewan's not turned up yet, so... you got some time. I see that. Well, I'm just going to put the phone down. Give us about five minutes and I'll, I'll get myself out. All right, get some clothes on, Al. Okay, dear. <laughs> All right. He just called me dear. He did. <laughs> Welcome to the Conquistables. Tonight, the Conquistables return to Atlantic City for the scene of WrestleMania 5. Making the way carefully down the steps tonight, Ewan the Anvil Taylor, Bad News Cameron Phillips, Hacksaw Phil Doyle, and Jordy Allen Milburn. Only tonight on the Conquistable. Had to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Man, I'm going to have to mute Commander now, aren't I? You are, no, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm going to leave it on. I'm not, I'm not turning it off. Yo. Yo. Got the subtitles on as well. Mando. You're a bit quiet, Ewan. I know, mostly. <clears throat> oh, he just hit a guy in the balls. Alright. He just threw a phone box because, you know, anger. That's, that's what you do. Right, Ewan, simple question to begin with. Hi. Are you clothed? No. Is that a problem? Because Al wasn't ten minutes ago. <laughs> Aww. Someone was in the bath. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to hang up on the skull now because the best bit's good done already. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do the podcast in the bath. <laughs> no. You're not allowed. I think that's the same way as why you don't take toasters in the bath. Don't, you, you not, no. I'm throwing out vetoes left, right and centre tonight, but that is a veto. Oh, that, is, that is a Danny DeVito. That's what that is. 
That's a Danny DeVito veto. Yeah. It's a very sexy veto as well. It's not a sexy veto. We're not, no, there's, there's nothing like that around it at all. Isn't that Is a big, big veto? Wee. The point is, no. <laughs> the point is just no. Just no. Just no. Just no. No. Do not do not want no one ever needs thank you. Oh, so just <laughs> ran over on a Schwarzenegger. That's shit. That's Should right, we get going then? Well, if I I'm just treating this as like we're already recording the show. Alright. <laughs> so like we started with the with the Danny DeVito. I'm watching Commando. Uh, Ewan's updating his computer. Al's finishing the bath, and Cameron's gnashing his teeth trying to get a podcast done. Yeah, that's pretty much the size of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's our that's current right. status update on the on the Facebook. <laughs> it's all grand. It's all grand. Yeah. Has he caught Sully yet? No, he's chasing after him in his car. Uh... I'll keep you updated throughout the podcast. <laughs> We're gonna play by play of the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put um, uh, JR, uh, JR's company over here. As God is my witness, he's broken in half. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <dear> God. <laughs> Best podcast ever. Yeah. Before it becomes like a run through of the movie Commando, <laughs> shall we crack on with what we're supposed to be doing? Is this a good thing? Has he got him on the cliff yet? No, he's still chasing after him. They go through the streets. Oh. It's the car chase bit. So, but it kind of see... makes sense because didn't this come out? Oh no, but this came out a couple of years before Commando. Uh, no, a few years before. No, it's shut up, Phil. It's like four years wow. before the, the pay-per-view. But you know, I'm just trying to tie it together for being 80s. It's 86, I think. 85, Commando. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, there you go. That concludes the movie section of the podcast. What are we going to do next? <laughs> How is about right? It's a revolutionary idea, right? right? <laughs> Go for it. And it's something that we've, you know, we'll try and see if this works. All right. <laughs> How is about we talk about some wrestling? Well, no, I don't like it. I'm done. We have I'm dabbled out. in that in the past, haven't we? We dabbled it in the past. It's been a bit patchy, but I think if we make a go of it, we can do it. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I'd rather talk about. I'd rather talk about what uh, what food uh, uh, Alan's been eating recently. That, that is what the audience wants more. That's what they want. Apparently so. I had omelette for tea tonight. You can you can wait to have it on here, or no? Sorry, no. It was at a restaurant. I mean, it would have been it selfish been bastard. You went to a yeah, restaurant and ordered an omelette. Yeah. What restaurant we, did you go to? The gals. You went to the gal and had an omelette. Yeah. I don't wow. know this place, uh, Cameron. What kind of food would they do? Um, the gals. The gals are sort of place where you'd probably order an omelette. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Is it an omelette restaurant? Right. Sorry, is it like an omelette restaurant then, or is it like <laughs> it's 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 renowned Carlisle wide for for its omelets? Omelets, nice. Isn't heroin, isn't heroin though as well? Is he yeah, called Sully yet? Yeah, yeah. He's just about to throw him off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got what, what, what's his line? I'm trying to remember. The, I've, got, I've got to see if I do the scene. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. But just that bit where, like, where, like, Arnie kind of holds him up by his leg. You can really blatantly see the wire they've got to take the weight off Arnie's thing. So, yeah. Hey, Cameron, you want to go? Like, see if we leave now. Do you think we'll notice? <laughs> no. So what did he do with Sully? I let him go. Yeah, that's the one. See, all that omelette chat just reminded me of that episode of Dexter's Lab when he says omelette du fromage. 
a reference and a half there. That's a great episode, that is. Have you seen that one? Yes. Have you seen it, Cameron? No. That's a shame because <laughs> you'd enjoy Dexter's Lab because there was... Uh, I've uh, seen Dexter's Lab, I just haven't seen that one. Have you seen the episode where they've got a voice of a character called Raslaw, who's voiced by the macho man Randy Savage? Oh. Yes. We're slowly getting back. Slowly he's pulling it into point. <laughs> Who became famous mostly for his run in the WWF? Oh, he's doing it, he's doing it. At WrestleMania 4. Oh, it's so close yet so far. <laughs> and then the sequel, WrestleMania 5. in your seatbelts and get ready for the most exciting several hours of wrestling you have ever seen as part of Wrestlemania 5. According to Cameron, we've got to get right into it because we've got like a 40-match card of beige to get yeah. through at some point. To be fair, most of it is shit and short, so yeah. we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, a very quick rundown of recent wrestling stuff. Um, poor Finn uh, Balor, poor Hideo yeah. Itami, Yay yeah. Kevin Owens, uh, yeah. TNA... Uh, uh, Goldberg, really? Um, yeah. Uh, naughty, naughty Brock Lesnar breaking Randy Orton's head. Um, That's fine by me. You could have killed him out, right? I'm could, happy. Could have killed him out then. Um, yay for Ke- Kenny Omega, just because he's really it's cool. Because Kenny Omega. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. I can't think of anything uh, else. I can't think of anything else myself, actually. Oh, and everyone else is going to watch wrestling in the cool place next month, and I'm not. So there you go. Yay! Yay! Yeah. <coughs> I'll come. I've sorted out the dates as well. Cool. I'll burn into the hydro three times. It's coming in the next six weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're on SmackDown at the beginning. Oh yeah, you're in the Raw SmackDown. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to Raw SmackDown. I've uh, I've never been at all. Well, well at least was this podcast are cool. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. It is April the 2nd, no, it's 1989. <laughs> Time machine, Phil. Time machine. It says 14th Time October machine. on my computer. Why are you saying the wrong date? I don't understand what's... Oh, I see. Sorry, continue. April the 2nd, 1989, Phil. It is, yeah. This podcast will probably be more topical than ever ever, ever is going to be <laughs> because we are at the Trump Plaza. In oh, Atlantic no! Church. Can we, can we talk see. about him, though? Isn't he a bit like Jimmy yeah. Savile now these days? You well, we'll ask. get to that later on. You just ask why I picked the show. This is why. Yeah. Topical. Uh, exactly, see? Because I was going to ask you, and I, and I don't I don't mean to make it sound like a, why did you pick this pay-per-view? Uh, <laughs> why? Why but, did you do it to in us? A general, in a general kind of question, Ewan, why did you pick WrestleMania 5? Because it's at the Trump Plaza. Is that there? Is that the connection? Is that what you were going for? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's okay. I just like to make him... to appease me, no? <laughs> no. If I wanted to do that, I'll pick some Ching Chong show for you. Whoa! All right. Racist. I just want to make a point, uh, a little point about Trump, because... You know, Trump being Trump and all that. Um, I think I'd be kind of right in saying that when you see celebrities at the normal, like at any other pay per view, 
they're sat like on the side where the hard camera is. Yep. So you can't yeah. see them. They're like hidden. So they're, you know, they're, they're kind of hidden, you know, off camera because they're enjoying the show and all that. Yeah. But I think it's quite interesting to point out that, that Trump sits opposite the hard camera, square in the middle of the side of the ring, and he's visible yeah. for the entire pay per view, sat next to the thing watching the match. It made it very hard to masturbate to this program because all I could see was Trump. I think uh, I, that completely <laughs> threw me off my track. The point is, <laughs> like, I think that says something about his ego. Like you know, the fact he's got his name and yeah, everything, yeah. he like he has to sit on that side where he's got the camera on him for like three hours. He has to be there to be, uh, you know, to be constantly on camera. I think that says a lot about his character. Well, well yes, as I say, he's interviewed later on in this one, and we'll get to probably more talking about that. At yeah, that, point. that is like, a, that is a great moment. Because Sean well. Mooney tries to interview him, it's obvious that Sean Mooney's a little bit uneasy about this fact. I thought it was Mooney was in love with him, but we'll discuss that when we get there. Well, we'll discuss it when we get there. <laughs> Um, Al will probably be going on sheer memory alone, won't you, Al? Yeah, but I think it'll be good enough. Was it the anthology version you've watched, Al? The Coliseum. The Coliseum video version, right. Yes. How long is that, roughly? That's three hours, I think. Maybe just a little time. Yeah. You sure it's not think... six? Because it felt like six. <laughs> it felt like three days. Yeah. Because um, the network version is three hours and 40 minutes. Felt longer. Yeah, it did feel a bit longer. Anyway, a bit longer. We Has he killed some... Cook yet? No, we're on adverts, so I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. I'll let you know. Do you know, I was just discussing this with Cameron earlier, I think this might have been the first pay-per-view I watched. I'm going to be saying, yeah. So because... this was, uh, Al was saying it might be the first one that Sky wa- uh, screened as well. Yeah. In the UK. So, But I can't really remember much about it, because I think, I think I saw it like at a family wedding, and I was at someone's house, and it was on TV. And I just remember the big staircase, and I remember Brutus Bubba Beefcake. I remember thinking, oh, he's cool. I like Brutus. Brutai. He's a good guy. And I was young and stupid. You're a fool. I was a fool. So I got like, uh, like you know, whereas, you know, WrestleMania 8, that, that's my first proper one I watched in my house. I think this is where I first, like, oh, wrestling. All right. So this so, was kind of the the awakening of Phil's wrestling fan. Yeah, quite watching <laughs> it back now, I have no idea how that happened because Jesus no. Christ! Oh, it could have been Rock and Robin singing. Exactly. We'll get. Oh. Do you think like first WrestleMania? There's like loads of celebrities there. There's like Liberace and there's Muhammad Ali and Mr. Yeah. T. And then we get to WrestleMania four, and the opening song is sang by Rock and Robin. Amen. Five, Phil. Five, We're doing sorry. Five. Sorry. five, Phil. Five. It's because of the banners distracting me. That's what it is. We'll come to that Right later. building, wrong year. <laughs> the, um, yeah, Rockin' Robin, the current WWE Women's Champion, sings the national anthem. And gets immediately buried by Jesse Ventura. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was that like, was it as part of a bet or something? I, I think someone cancelled last minute. That's, what, that's my gut feeling on this. But that would probably explain it. And yeah. someone thought, oh, for a laugh, should we send Rock and Robin <laughs> Rock and Robin out. She, she can't <laughs> sing. All <laughs> oh, right, they're always complaining the women's champs never appear with you. I know how we'll solve this. <laughs> <laughs> Give the girl a microphone. <laughs> Push her out. That'll be it. Job done. I'll tell you something, Gorilla. She better keep her daytime job is all I got to say. Do you think you could do any better, Jess? She better stick to wrestling. Give me a break. Then we are straight into pretty much their opening match of the night. Um, Starting strong. Not even a dark match to talk of. 
<laughs> no, it's because there's 14 matches on the bloody card straight away. Christ help us if there's any dark matches. <laughs> to be fair, this first match really probably should have been a dark match. Yeah. It like, feels that way. I really enjoyed the first match. Good Al. Well, you get like the, the, the kingly theme tune, and it's not Jerry Lawler. It's um, Haku, or King Haku, to give him his full name. He looks great, though, being brought out, doesn't he? He's on that kind of high... The carrying he's on that the chair. sedan chair, yeah. 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 Them the... guys must be shitting themselves walking down the stairs with that, like... Oh, I would, I'd be very scared as well. I actually thought at one point, it's just going to collapse, so I'm going to get a great laugh here. Well, there's the bit where like they get to the ring and Haku stands up on it. It's like, Jesus Christ, don't stand up, Haku. <laughs> it's a little bit wobbly up there, mate. Don't do that. Yeah, you're uh, misbalancing things, man. If any of them dropped him, I reckon he would murder them. He probably oh, would, because Haku obviously been renowned as being one of the genuine hard cases in wrestling. <laughs> and then he's up against Hercules. Or Hercules with his stupid chain. Yeah, his just point, yeah, Hercules with his chain. Also, his trunks fit a lot better in this match than last time we saw him. Not by not by much, though. Not by much. Halfway, halfway through the match, they are creeping up there. But, but those, those other ones start up there, but these are like, you know... Normal sized trunks, but is that chain? Is that thing like supposed to be like a Stan Hansen thing? I think so. Because Hansen had the cowbell that he swung around. Because that's what he did I to. Va- so Stan Hansen would go to the curtain and just basically start fights, whereas Hercules no one gave a shit. So yeah, like- I think this could be payday number eight for Hercules. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole slavery feud, isn't it? Where like Bobby yes. Heenan had his contract and sold it off or something, and he was like, "I'm not a slave, so I'm going to fight Arku." He sold it to Ted DiBiase. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Because he buys any shite, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's got Virgil. He's got Virgil as a bodyguard. He's like, how bad can he spend his money? Would, um, would like, Hercules be an upgrade to Virgil or a downgrade? Oh, an upgrade. You think? Well, upgrade because he's white. Not for that reason. Oh, not boy. For that reason. He does have a chain. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and at least, you know, Hercules has some kind of vague wrestling ability and Virgil doesn't. Vague. <laughs> I think he wrestles the match quite well. It's all right. It's a nice it's... little contest. Well, I think it's mainly because Haku's really good. Yeah. Now, the opening of the match I've written down here, I've put Irish whip body slam, Irish whip hip toss, Irish whip body slam. Yeah, that's the match, like, essentially, isn't it? Hercules goes for the backdrop, but just ends up kind of dumping Haku on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bit. It looks really clumsy and horrible. You make one mistake and look at that. Oh! There's a bit where obviously Hercules has dominated the opening of the match. Uh, Hercules gets out of the ring and chases Heenan. Yeah. Um, sneaks up behind him and clotheslines him, which looks a bit bloody vicious. Uh, Ventura has a brilliant bit of commentary where he says, Heenan is not doing nothing. That's a double negative. <laughs> of course he's not doing nothing. He's doing something. He's been a great manager. Hercules made a cardinal error right there. Heenan was not doing nothing. He yeah, was not up on the ring apron. You know how frustrated he is, Jess. You know, being traded like a slave. By Bobby DeBrain, he without even being consulted, you know he wants to get his hands on that guy any way, shape, or form that he can. And uh, Haku nearly attacks the ref towards the end. There's a Hercules flying crossbody. Um, Herc with clotheslines, and then Haku tries a crescent kick into a fly uh, into a flying Herc. Hercules comes off the top turnbuckle, and Haku tries to crescent kick him. I they thought that was the, a good spot. They get the distance a bit wrong, though. Yeah, I suppose so it, it kind of just on, kind of uh, grazes him rather than full on whack. Well, uh, I think it's quite a dangerous spot, especially for that time. Mm. Well, yeah, aye, aye, aye. It's 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 kind of you know a bit 
they wouldn't have tried anything like that usually. You know, nowadays it's like, you know, let's just dump on bloody concrete blocks. But um, it, yeah, and then there's a German suplex. It looks like both shoulders are down for the three count. But um, Hurt gets the win because he manages just to roll his shoulder it's up. It's a terrible looking finish, that, isn't it? It looks horrible. Oh, it's all right. Oh God, he's really slit my he, memory. I'm saying, you know, he, he gets a good pop at the, like the gets a good pop at the finish, but like he, he he's not somebody who can do like a bridge suplex at all. No. Well, if you saw WrestleMania, WrestleMania four, he fights the Warrior, and they do the same finish, except this time the Warrior gets his shoulder up at the last minute. <laughs> God. And that's the lesson that Hercules learned and knows a year later. <laughs> yes, yeah, see? That veteran see? trick. Clever Boogan. Are we saying that the Ultimate Warrior taught Hercules how to wrestle? Yeah. So that match is done. Tick, done. Mean Gene with the Rockers. All right, big match, big bad indeed, Marty. That's right, we're taking on the biggest team of professional wrestling. And just to come out in one piece would be a victory, but the Rockers want much more than that, of course. We want to come out the winners, and to do that, we're going to have to rock and roll, strut and stroll, slam and jam, and everything that we do best. Tag team specialty, that's what it's going to be, so get ready, because we're ready. We're ready. Grease Lightning, we're coming. Come on, boys. Uh, well, are we are we are we given any kind of indication of what we thought of this opening contest? No, with 14 Stop matches, Cameron. It's, it's Hercules and Haku, it's not that good. Right. I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. My, I, thought it was, I thought it was quite functional for an opening match, but it's nothing special. Yeah. A theme which will continue through <laughs> most of the matches tonight. Functional the way that some disabled people in your chair. We've got. I mean, you're missing the match. You're missing the promo with the. I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you what I like about what my favorite bit of this promo. You know, my favorite bit of the promo is. Uh, the, the Rockers have got their initials on their tops. That's not well. Uh, that's good. But I like the, that. I like that. But Janetti is a rubbish promo. I think this. He yeah, always was I, a rubbish promo. I have written down here that Janetti has the major high ambition because he's. I shit you not. He says at one stage, just to come out of this match in one piece is a victory. Well, that's because they're up against the Twin Towers. They are indeed up against the Twin Towers. Um, who are who already get, in the ring, which is rubbish. Yeah, they, was gonna say, they don't get an entrance. And I've also written here on my notes, what is Hakim? <laughs> what is a Hakim? He's what? an African dream. He's the evolution of a one-man gang. That's what a Hakim is. <laughs> Just don't evolve? understand. He evolves. But the worst thing is you don't hear Slick's music. And the Slick's got the best music. supposed to hear Slick's music. He can't hear it at all. Not right. At least the version we look, because it goes from the I promo, suspect, straight him in the ring. I can't hear it. That might be, because uh, it's played in the background when they're doing the introductions. Is it a bit of an overdub thing going on? It could be, yeah, because they're introducing the team and you can you can hear it. This music's brilliant, that Slick music. Funkiest tune in all of the world. This is also obviously the first appearance of Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> That's true. It is the first show, you know, Shawn Michaels' first appearance at WrestleMania, and uh, as I often say, you'd have to go some to look at him and go, "Yeah, he'll be, uh, 
He'll be for the next 20 odd years. Well, you, you can tell that because at one point he, like, he just busts out a forward roll for no reason. <laughs> he does, yeah. Literally no reason. It is a forward roll. I was quite impressed with the roll. It is, like, is he going for a tag? I'm not even sure what it's for. He's just, I'm just going to do a forward roll. Bang. But, <laughs> and also, I like this. It's the big mean big boss man. Like when he was... I think when he turns baby face, he kind of trims a little bit. Whereas this is like yeah. really big, big boss man with his shirt that's always out of control a little bit. <laughs> Being like a big nasty heel. I mean, boss man was good. I think we were said this before, but boss man's a good big man. Well, you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, but boss man was really good. He was really good. I don't, I don't think you'll find any disagreement with that. Boss man was quite incredible. Yeah, for I the guy his size. And it kind of like with him being in there, being so good, it kind of makes you realise that Arkeem's not that good. Like, yeah, there's a. He does that little dance though. Yeah, there's, like, you know. there's a dance off. Fair play, you know, go for it, Arkeem. But yeah, he's just not. You know, you can kind of see the gaps in his work that's not there with the big boss man. Is the dance off the bit where Shawn Michaels busts out a moonwalk? I think it is. Mr. WrestleMania, you see the showstopper. The showstopper starts already. Yeah. yeah. Forward there. roll, the moonwalk. What more do you want from the show? Come on. Um. Well, I don't know. I'm. 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 I'm no, I, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, the best thing about this match is a bit where um, uh, I think Shawn Michaels is like punching Arkeem and Arkeem just turns around and just decapitates Michaels with a clothesline. Oh, oh, what a shot! I believe he irritated Akeem. He certainly did. He almost decapitated him. Is this a bit where Jesse Ventura says, I believe he irritated Akeem? Yes. <laughs> He just, like, he just, Shawn Michaels just goes down like he's dead. And it's like... Yeah, I've got here, yeah, Shawn, Shawn in with a hot tag, and then Akeem knocks Shawn's head off with a massive clothesline. Yeah, and it's like, there's like a there's like a brief flash of like a really nasty, brutal, brutal Akeem. It's like, I want to see that Akeem for like an entire match. Like, yeah, that's what he should have been. I guess that's the more the one-man gang character, as opposed to the yeah. dancey dude. And it's like, that little flash is like, oh, that's really good. I want to see more of that. There's a few notes I've got down here, apparently. It's like, at the start of the match, Bossman starts off with Shawn Michaels. Um, Bossman just hoists Shawn up the turnbuckle and slaps him. <laughs> Ginetti leans in to slap Bossman. There are constant <laughs> arm bars in this. Constant well, it's, just, it's, a, it's a little guy versus big man match, isn't it? They're kind of darting around and trying to do fancy stuff. Forward rolls. I mentioned the forward rolls, haven't I? mentioned the forward rolls, yes. And, uh, and then, like, as soon as they get caught, it's like splashes and big power moves on the little guys that sell their, head, their hearts up, isn't it? So I quite like the finish, if I remember it. Is this when... Is it... um, yeah, yeah, the finish was really good. Sean gets it's caught in the middle. power bomb, isn't it? The spine or buster. variation of it, yeah. Yeah, Sean comes off the top rope, um, boss man gets him in a spine buster, and then Akeem goes for the Air Africa. Which is basically... It, yeah, it's basically just a big splash. No, no, it's different. It's in Air Africa. It's completely different. It's not. It's, it's just a big splash. Completely different. A splash. It's a splash. Different. It's a splash. Anyway, they win. As for the three count, this once again is a nice functional match. Yeah. And I did like the fact that there was a there was a dynamic to this. There was, as you say, Phil, a smaller, quick team yeah. versus a slow team. And they kind and of they kind of worked difficult. that angle the whole thing, didn't they? Really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I quite like that. And there's a lot of you know promise. You can see the rockers are just kind of getting into the, hmm. the swing of it. Is this their second run? Because they had a little short run, then they got booted out, and then they came back, didn't they? I uh, think you they? might. Yeah, there was like an instant when they got sacked, didn't they? They got fired. Because did they not turn up to a house show or something like that? Was there a like fight that? at a bar or something? Or like it 
was like an argument, and then by the time we got back to Vince, it was like a massive barroom brawl with glasses and tables lying everywhere. So they got binned, and they went back to AWA for like a year or so, and then they came back. I think they, had, so, they, had, yeah. they had heat when they came out. I can't remember what it is now. There's podcasts out there to say what it is, Alan, just do some the, research. There the, the weren't the Midnight Rockers. It's not then, is it? No? No, I don't think so. They were Midnight Rockers in AWA, weren't they? Whatever the other... Oh, I can't remember where they were before. Point is, they kind of went, came, went, came back again, and then they had their kind of decent run, so... Is this uh, how many times has Marty Jannetty been sacked for the WWF WWE? Oh, probably more times than um, it's something ridiculous, like four or five. Pretty ridiculous. I mean, you can kind of see like he's great in the ring, but he's just got no personality on the mic. I think that was always his problem. Yeah, oh, like, he's, he's, what Marty Jannetty? Yeah, and he, yeah, like, ability wise, he's great. Once he but had that feud not... with Michaels on the way out of the Rockers, there was like there was nothing to transition them off to for away from that. Whereas Michaels had that kind of great heel character. That could essentially feud with anybody and have a good match with anybody was well Janetti was just like a white meat baby face. That was too white meat. All the way through, yeah. Way through. He just had no I think the big problem that Janetti had, I think there's a there's a problem that happens when tag teams break up or factions break up and there's always one that doesn't change the gimmick. Mm. Because Shawn Michaels, when obviously the Rockers broke up, completely changed his character, completely changed what he wore, completely yeah. changed his wrestling style. Whereas Janetti kind of carried on wearing the Rocker stuff. Yeah. And just oh, be. That'll be like your Roman Reigns, wouldn't it? He kind of kept the shield gear. I was gear. just about to say, it's exactly like Roman there Reigns. There you go. Two hearts beating as one. The three members of the Shield, he was the one that just didn't change. Yeah. He was just Roman Reigns from the Shield. But yeah, this match was all right. But I think what elevates it is a forward roll and uh, Shawn Michaels being killed for a few minutes. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyone else? Any thoughts on this match? Um, no, my laptop's going to reset itself in a minute. Is it? Apparently, wants to upgrade Windows 10 and I can't stop it. Oh dear. That him gone. That seems to be him gone. Shall we continue on? We probably will. Yeah, when he comes back on. Yeah, there he goes. He's gone. Right. We'll keep an eye on him, but we'll probably carry on. Is it strange? Does anyone else find it a bit odd seeing Tony Schiavone on a WBF program? Yeah. Although, no, because... With the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and his bodyguard, Virgil, later this afternoon, WrestleMania Five against Brutus the Barber Beefcake, a man who knows a little bit about strutting and a lot about cutting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, listen, little man. This being the first pay-per-view I watched, and then I think the one after this would have been the Royal Rumble they did with Jesse Ventura in Florida. 1990 yeah. Royal Rumble? Like, they were the first two pay-per-views I watched, so Tony Schiavone was a WWF guy, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. And obviously he went back because he was at WCW and then he went here for a little short bit and then went back to WCW. Yeah. And became essentially like their play-by-play guy um, or one of the main guys. So, it, yeah, so like it kind of is weird, but isn't weird, if that makes sense? Like it's quite comforting to hear Shivani talking about uh, WWF guys. I just felt it's weird way. Odd. I always associate Tony Shivani with, <clears throat> with WCW. Yeah, he's like completely ingrained as the WCW guy. So see him in, on this is just a bit weird. It's weird. Um, but but see, isn't Ted DiBiase amazing though? Yes, yes, he's quite amazing. Ted's amazing. Um, Although the, the next problem is uh, Ted comes to the ring with no music. He doesn't he have doesn't, it yet. 
He hasn't bought it. Has he not? has got the best music. Can we no, play out, by the way, that during the promo with Tony Schiavone, just quickly, sorry to interrupt, it's, it's the way, and it won't come across well on an audio podcast at this point, but it's the, <laughs> it's the way that Virgil tries to count money in a threatening manner. He's got this like, handful of notes. He's there, kind of really go, really pulling at them from the pile, going one and two and two, three and twenty. Like he's really frustrated. Forty, twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, one hundred. And he's got a grimace on it. It's like he's trying to count money in a really threatening and intimidating way. And it yeah, it must be. It must be. I mean, you know, I, I'm no Virgil defender. I remember his feud with nails for Christ's sake. But it must have been hard for him to to be there, and he's not like a, he. He's just. He's just there, like he doesn't say anything in the promos. He's just, and he's not really a heater, like you know. But he's not like a he's he's a bodyguard, but he's like a rubbish bodyguard. Yeah. So he he's not even like physically threatening. He's just like he's just Virgil. I mean, it must it just it's just far, must been hard as far as bodyguards go. Like Diesel for Shawn Michaels, you can understand because Diesel was massive. Hmm. I can't see how Virgil fits. <laughs> Can't can't see how he fits. No, I just can't. I don't. I don't get him. I don't get him. But Ted's great. Ted's amazing. You don't. Ted oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he doesn't. As, 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 as Al says, he's not got the um, he's not got the the music yet though. But that's weird because obviously he was at WrestleMania four as part of the um, uh, the tournament, wasn't he? He was. So, yeah, he, was in the t- he made the final. Can't like him walk around a year without any music, especially that great music that he had. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Money, 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 money. I mean, to be fair, Cameron, that's the, the real one has been playing for like half an hour at this point in the podcast. So, oh well, well fair enough. Sir. That's okay. Well, then we same with the glorious was played in the last one's one. Oh, no, that's paid for half an hour now. That yeah, 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 yeah. Beefcake comes out. Uh, this match is obviously Sleeper versus Sleeper. Uh, the Million Dollar Dream versus the... But it's not really booked sleeper. that way. It's it's kind of briefly mentioned at the start, like they both kind of got a similar finishing move. But then yeah. that's it. Also, I thought when I saw the Ted DiBiase promo at the start that this was going to be a hair versus hair match. It's not. It's just his but normal hair thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. You are looking at a man who spends thousands of dollars being the finely groomed individual that I am. And if you think you're going to put those grubby paws of yours on this head of hair, you better think again. Because today you meet your destiny. That being defeated by the greatest athlete in the World Wrestling Federation, the Million Dollar Man. As is evident by this million dollars worth of gold and diamonds around my waist. It shines like I do, brighter than any star in the World Wrestling Federation. (laughs) Okay, let's go back to Gorilla Monsoon. And they have a match, and it finishes. <laughs> well, I was never, I was never a fan of this match. I didn't think it was a bit lame for two, well, at least one really class wrestler. I, I just think it just didn't mesh well at all for me. It does seem odd that Ted DiBiase has gone from being in the finals of a world tournament the year before to this, like, a year later. Was it a double count out? Is that right? Or did it's double count out? Yeah, it's double count out. The, uh, Ted was on, um, I think, the Colt Cabana podcast recently. 
And they, someone asked him a question about, you know, um, whether he thought, whether he would have preferred to have got the belt, uh, actually had the, the, the heavyweight belt, because he didn't really have it, did he? They had the whole thing where he bought it for a week, Andre. yeah. Yeah. And I think he said... Um, actually, Pat Patterson, who was Vince's right-hand man at the time, came to me one day and he said, look, he said, let me ask you a question, Ted. He said, what's going to make people hate you more? If we do what, you know, kind of like the normal thing, some underhanded way you win. You know, you go and wrestle, uh, you, you have your run with Hogan, uh, and then you drop the belt because obviously then, uh, with the whole emphasis on family, you want your champion to be the good guy. We can do that. He says, or he said, you don't win the tournament. And in your arrogance, you create your own title and wear it to the ring every night. And as soon as he said it, I said, do that. What an arrogant, you know, blah, 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 right? Created his own title. So, yeah, I probably made, I did much better being yeah. what a million-dollar champion. What a run as the million-dollar champion. Oh, my God. You never. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, and, you know, until Virgil hit me in the head with the belt, you know. I suppose, yeah, it makes sense that way. And it just kind of makes sense because you do, you know, he's still the million dollar champion, isn't he? I've held that belt. I know you have. Don't get into the story. (laughs) But it does, like, you know, he could have had a belt, he could have had, like, the the heavyweight belt for, like, you know, six months and then that would have been it. But the fact he kind of had the million dollar championship for ages and that was, like, his big belt and he was a million dollar champion and stuff, it kind of made him stand out more than maybe if he had the heavyweight belt, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can kind of see, like, by, by by not having the belt and having his own belt, kind of made him it does stand out make a it bit more, more. Yeah, it does make it more distinctive. And it was inevitably going to lead to a storyline where he would defend it against someone. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Being... Did he ever defend it against someone? Yeah, Virgil. Oh, that maybe wasn't the best blow-off match, though. There was whole, the whole feud with Virgil. I don't remember that. I think I must have blanked that from my memory. I mean, I knew they split, but I didn't think they had, like, an actual match over the belt or something. Yeah, SummerSlam 91. That was Piper helping him or something. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I remember now. But yeah, I, I, I always like when Ted does those. Um, he does those falling over punches. Yes, oh, his fist drop. Like, he yeah, he, he like falls sideways and he kind of gets his knuckle right out and like bang, he looked good. He just looked really, really good. Beefcake doesn't. Beefcake is just uh, Hulk Hogan's friend who got above his station a little bit. I think. Um, I'm trying to think of anything memorable about Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Because people there. Um, well, yeah, but like he's had he, twenty-seven names or something. He's had like eighteen gimmicks apparently in total. The, the uh, mesh bit of his trousers—they're quite memorable. That's about it. Yeah, he does look like a like really bad male stripper. I've also written down as well. Uh, Virgil is a shit bodyguard. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. He's because he's not the right size. He doesn't come across as a bodyguard. But I think he tries to interfere or like stop Brutus, and Brutus just like punches him and knocks him in one down in one go. It's like. Your yeah. bodyguard should be a bit, little bit tougher than A little that. bit more resistant to that. A little yep. bit, little bit, you know, more intimidating, maybe. Yeah. little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit. After you double count out, Brutus just attacks Virgil and puts a sleeper hold on him, which Grillamon soon labels as this is extracurricular activity. Yeah. Although, if Brutus wants to cut people's hair, why is he knocking out Virgil? Exactly. Cause, cause I didn't get that either. It's like, he's got his scissors, he's got his, like, his garden shears in the ring, but he's going for Virgil. Like, like Brutus, Brutus, he's, he's completely bored. What yeah, are you doing? he's bored. What are you gonna, unless you're going to give his eyebrows a quick wax. Yeah. And that's not going mean, to yeah, happen. Don't do that. Or, you know, a, a that, that bit was of a shade. Def- <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be a good gimmick. Yeah. Maybe do, maybe do downstairs, I'm not sure. But anyway, no one wants to see that. 
that 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 is a match. I can't believe you went there for that. Really, I've, ju- I've just looked at who's next, and apparently it's the greatest tag team in the world. I was just about to say next is the greatest <laughs> tag team in the world. Of course, it's the greatest tag, the world's greatest tag team. Yeah, world's greatest tag team. Although the bit before they show them at a brunch with uh, Lord Alfred Hayes, that's pretty good. Did you get this bit, Al? Yes, yes. So, yeah, Lord Hello. Alfred Hayes trying to interview them, and they're just basically stuffing their faces full of food, and they can't answer it. <laughs> and they're wearing normal clothes. It's really weird. Oh mate, what are you doing, mate? Rah, oh, rah, rah, rah. That's basically it, isn't it? For like about a minute. It's like, yeah, oh, pretty much. It's not on for Jesus very long. Christ. Well, obviously, their reputation has preceded them. Their opponents claim to find them extremely offensive inside the ring, and obviously, looking at this, they're pretty offensive outside the ring, too. Tell me, Luke, how do you expect to counter the speed of the fabulous Rougeau brothers? Very, very interesting. Butch, how would you deal with the uh, speed of the fabulous Rougeau brothers? Just a private, a primitive and private um, uh, opinion there by Butcher. Let me return you to a more civilised environment. Um, yeah, it's Luke and Butch versus the fabulous Rougeaus. Um Did anybody notice, uh, I think it was Butch, missed a step on the way down the stairs? No, I didn't. No. Well, look for it. It's about halfway down. He misses a step and then he falls over. <laughs> but, to be honest, it kind of suits the character. So. Exactly. Okay. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be a bushwhacker. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the match starts off as the bushwhackers try to tear Jimmy Hart's jacket. <laughs> um, <laughs> written down, poor Jimmy Hart. Yeah, and then the Rougeaus attack them. Um, then Jimmy Hart just gets kind of lumped in the middle because he's trying to get his jacket back. And they pull the jacket so that both Rougeaus basically get flung into each other, but they sandwich into um, Jimmy Hart as well, who then mm. like sells it like a complete pro, and then ends up like rolling outside. Yeah. Um, there's a really strange conversation going on in the early doors of this match between Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura about um, American nationality. Fabulous Rougeau brother. Fabulous Rougeau's now making their home in these United States. Memphis, I believe, Jeff. And you seem to say that with a little disgust, Gorilla. Yeah, well, that's the way I feel about it. Because the Rougeau start a USA chat, don't they? Yeah, and then there's the whole thing that, like, Ventura's pointing out to Gorilla Monsoon that his parents weren't from America, and it's all this weird thing going on. Immigration, it's Trump, it's immigration, isn't it? Exactly. Like immigration. That, this is probably where it actually started. Yeah. This is probably where Trump his was whole, listening to the radio. He's like, oh his, my God, they're right. His whole policy on immigration probably started by hearing the, the Rougeaus do USA chant. <laughs> so there, there you go. I always kind of like the Rougeaus because they were good heels. You know, they were just like, one had a mustache and that was a good mustache. And they were just all kind of smarmy heel tag team. They were nice. It seems weird, though, that one of them became the Mountie and the other one became a commentary for the French announce team. It doesn't make any sense. 
which well, is kind of does, I suppose. A bit strange. But, a bit strange. Well, you, you talk about a match that's got two people who have a battering ram as a, well. Not even finishing this match, do something else, don't they? But they kind of go for the battering ram really early. They do, yeah. They it's get the, the most ram devastating move in tag team wrestling. <laughs> well, how come they don't use it for their finisher then in this match, eh? Because, because they, you know they want to prove that they're just not a one-trick uh, team. Exactly. Not a one-trick that's how team. They, are. They've got so many other devastating moves in the arsenal that they just the, the they double can... stomach breaker. What's better than that? Exactly. So they, exactly. They do. They do. Was it a double uh, gut buster or something? A double yep. stomach breaker. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. I've also got here that uh, there's one point. I think it's. I might get this confused, but I think it's when Butch is receiving a body slam uh... of Jacques. And as he's kind of uh, like uh, upside down, uh, the bushwhacker leans down and uh, gives uh, the old um, French Canadian package a bit of a rub. <laughs> and I've no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> that just, uh, just a, a rib in the ring, was it? Just uh... because of the well, world's greatest tag team. <laughs> well, yeah, the world's greatest tag team, and they're amazing. Uh, but I'd quite, I don't quite know where the Bushwhacker Willie Rub comes from. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Is that yeah. the official name for it? That's, that's the official name. I don't think when you bought the action figures I, and they all had like one move, I don't think the Bushwhacker Willie Rub. Was on there. I don't think you'd be able to sell that these days. To be honest, that would be a little bit. It's just a bit strange. <laughs> just a little bit strange. But there you go. Um, yeah, the the Bushwhackers get a battering ram on whilst the referee talks to Jimmy Hart. In a really weird example of a heel manager distracting the referee so the faces can get the win. Yeah, like it backfires, isn't Which it? it feels, so, oh, yeah, he just like tried to... backfires, yeah. yeah. And they end up getting the three count as a result of that. Yeah. Um, Sean you Mooney... know what the best thing to do? The best thing to do now would be, it would be to have Sean Mooney interview them coming out of the ring. That would be the best thing to do right now. We just witnessed a tremendous victory by the Bushwhackers. You can see a lot of Bushwhacker fans right here. I have a gentleman looking... Mooney was kissing him back. I, <laughs> I don't blame him. Mere words cannot explain what it feels like to be licked by a bushwhacker. <laughs> Lilla, you ever have a dog that really likes you? Oh, absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to go find a brush and a towel and dry off. Back to you. Well, Sean Mooney's not even trying to interview them. Sean Mooney's just trying to talk to the crowd. That'll be coherent. He gets a good licking, doesn't he? He does get a good licking. Yes. You know, I, I, oh, when, on, is the quote something like, words could not describe what it um, feels like to be licked by a bushwhacker? Well, yeah. I think he then goes on to say something along the lines of, do you know when a dog really likes you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a car written down. So, yeah. There you go. Poor Sean Mooney. Um, yeah. So what do we think of this match? It's just one of it's like you know it, it's it's acceptable, but is it is it pay per view match? It's it, it's there just to fill the card up, but it's not terrible. I don't think it's yeah, too it's short to be offensive. I think. Oh yeah, it doesn't stick around too long, but I think it's it's endemic of the fact that there seems to be a genuine consensus tonight that if they stack the card with match after match after match after match, then that is somehow a substitution for quality. They haven't, mm. they haven't quite worked out that maybe having sort of nine really good matches is a lot yeah. better than having 14 matches with two good ones and a lot of... Ab- and this is my problem with the next match because they could have dumped 
this Rougeau's versus Bushwhackers and giving the next match a bit more space to breathe, which would have been made it even better. Uh, Jesse Ventura calls it that it could be one of the best matches of the night. Yeah. Mr. He, Perfect versus the Blue Blazer. Mr. Perfect does no music. I know. No, how he, terrible is this? He hasn't got it yet. How many folk have... Stupid. Have they not employed Jim Johnson yet? <laughs> I don't know. They must have done. Must have done, because Warriors got Jimmy music. Hart do music uh, Jimmy Hart was doing music as well, because that's where the Bret Hart Foundation music comes from. I'm sure Jimmy Hart was doing stuff as well. Was he? Well, nobody did yeah, Mr. Perfect. Jimmy Hart was more kind of uh, synthy stuff, and Jim Johnson was the kind of more rocky stuff, as far as I can recall. Right. Yeah. I see. I see. I think they mentioned, like, they mentioned... I guess this is just after they start calling him Kurt Hennings. I'm sure they say like he's got new, a new wardrobe, which is you know the the classic Mister Perfect singlet. And has he got the towel? Has he got the towel? I can't he's got the towel or not? I don't think he has. Oh, and he looks oh. perfect. He Look looks at perfect. Look at that gorilla! New wardrobe, a new perfect wardrobe looks for like Mister Perfect. Uh, Olympic type uh, tights, Jess. Is it not a little too colorful for the Olympics? No, I, I mean the style, not the color. Yeah. I'll tell you what, in my book, this guy can do it all. He's proven it in his short stay here in the World Wrestling Federation. Positively. He, he has on been, everybody. He and he has been perfect. This is an interesting one to watch because obviously it's Owen Hart as a blue blazer. Yes. And he's and he's working that kind of um like the proto cruiserweight style. Because he, he his entrance is he flips in, isn't he? He gets he goes the rope and backflips. Yeah, backflips. He does, yeah. He's, like, he's doing all those kind of moves, which is probably a good what? Four or five years before everybody else was doing it? Probably, yeah. It's so, pretty like much out of time. Although he is a bit rough yeah. around the edges because there's a bit where he run, he gets Irish whipped into the ropes and comes back towards Mr. Perfect. Perfect tries to hip toss him, but Owen uses the momentum and lands on his feet at the other end, but he kind of yeah. has to recalibrate his feet when he hits the, hits the floor. So there's yeah. bits where he's a bit rough around the edges still, but it's, it's, but it's Owen Hart is definitely there. You can see how good he is, and he also like perfect. I think it's a good guy to go along with him because he can, like, if he does kind of mess up, perfect can kind of cover it by just being really good. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, he was amazing. There's a drop kick over the top rope from the blue bra- blue blazer. Perfect gets absolutely dominated. Um, Owen really likes body slams. I've got down here. <laughs> um, there's a top rope splash on the blue blazer, but perfect's got his knees up for it, which means he can perfect can get a chin lock in. Uh, the blazer gets a belly to belly for a two count. There's a blazer crucifix pin for two. Um, perfect. Whilst the blue blazers then arguing with the referee about this, perfect lumps um, blazer from behind into what they call the cradle suplex. No, 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 no. That's the perfect plex. Oh, sorry. And he got him. Then that is for the three count because obviously no one kicks out the perfect plex. No one kicks out. Unless you're the ultimate warrior. Yes. Or um, Hogan. Yes, Hogan. that tells us. There was a bit I like on the commentary where um, I think at one point Jesse says uh, that he never states facts until he knows they're facts, which he's clearly forgotten these days with his conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's become a bit more paranoid these days, isn't he? A little bit paranoid. But he finishes and perfect wins, and there's no music. It's like, what's the point of him winning? No, there's no music. A, it's a, just a. Well, it, it's again one of the matches between two really talented guys, and it just feels a bit fillerish. It just needed, like, if they get, like, say, get rid of the Rougeau Bushwhackers match, give us, like, another five minutes to really kind of open it up. And it would have you been can't cracking. have WrestleMania without the greatest tag team. 
No, no, don't get rid of the no, don't don't get rid of the bushwhackers because they are the greatest tag team. We've established this, Phil. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, no. The WrestleMania moment to give you of the. Uh... All right, they can go on the pre-show match then. Yeah, they can just get off the card and let this match give it a bit more time. You need then, a, you then need... Who else is going to grab somebody's cock on the pay-per-view? You know what I mean? Right, we've got to move on now to Jesse Ventura's surprise because I'm not having this. Well, just just one thing. It's a bit sad no. watching that match because you know what the Blue Blazer ultimately become. Yeah, I, I, how he's, yeah, I know what you mean. Because he was playing the Blue Blazer on the night he died, yeah. They shouldn't have, whoever thought that, well, I think we know who it was, brought the Blue Blazer giving back was just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. But that, well, that's Vince Russo uh, at his finest. Having done the, the, the 90s pay per view project and still carrying on with that, I think he's, to be honest, when he's in the nation, he's kind of spinning his wheels a bit. Do you not think? Is it because he's a white man in a black man's world? Well, Oops. well, exactly. But the thing is, the, the the ideal thing would have been, obviously, and this is deviating from the point of WrestleMania Five a little bit, but just quickly, Owen would have gone against Shawn Michaels for the title yep. because he would have been him trying to avenge Bret Hart and Bret Hart getting screwed over. Hmm. But because of Shawn Michaels' ego, <laughs> yep, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so they have yeah. to get they have to dump Owen somewhere because obviously Neidhart goes, Bulldog goes, Bret goes. So they dump him in with the nation. He doesn't fit. The whole at all. stable just goes around him, doesn't it? Just, yeah, just it just around doesn't him. feel like he should be there. It feels like they've just to. So to be honest, <coughs> brought the blue blazer gimmick back in to give him something distinctive to do. Mm. So yeah, it's one of them things. I think sad though it is, it's probably one of the main things they probably had to do at the time to get him sort of somewhat relevant again. Anyway, yeah, we're about to go into non wrestling hell for a few minutes. One. Take a good look, folks. The body. Jesse, the. I, I am Jess. Yeah, take it easy up there. I wouldn't want you to fall over the railing. Hello, everybody. We're here on the boardwalk at Atlantic City waiting for one of the events that make up WrestleMania 5. On this lovely day, we have a five kilometer run and we're waiting for these entrants to start. And here is a very, very interesting last-minute entry. Jogging up and down, we have Mr. Fuji, who is the manager of the Powers and Pay. Mr. Fuji, come here, tell me. When did you enter this race and why? I entered just now to show our people that Mr. Fuji is in good superior shape for 5K race. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Hollis, Queens, with the WrestleMania Rap, it's Run DMC! We are, yes. Uh, starting with Jesse Ventura's surprise, which is him. Just standing on the guardrail a bit. <coughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, um, like, Running Man and Predator would have been out by this point, so, you know. Bonafide movie star. Well, 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 Bonafide movie star, as we'll hear about later. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Then we kind of deal with uh, Mr. Fuji's 5K run in his outfit in a, wearing a hat in a suit and a bowler hat with face there was paint. obviously nothing fixed about this at all just give the guy credit he ran 5k with his suit on didn't break his I sweat I couldn't find anything to verify that so I don't know if he actually did it or not or if he, if he like cheated it or if it was uh, a, a, it's Mr. Fuji he would but... not cheat at such activities of course not why would Mr. Fuji cheat part of Fuji Vice would never cheat would he exactly yeah and then run DMC Yes, so what happens after that? <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> it's Run DMC. Moving on. WrestleMania um, wrap. But I think the I think the highlight of uh, the Run DMC bit just quickly. If you notice, Donald Trump is in the background. As we've already established, Donald Trump is always on camera throughout the entire evening. Yeah, he's doing this really awkward kind of dad dance, which just involves slapping his knees. That's what you do with uh, with Run DMC rap music goes on. You slap your knees. He's just he's just there, kind of going hold it all, it all, it all. It's just it's just terrible. Right. Um, yeah. Moving on to I think the best match of the night so far. Oh, hello. I'm pulling it out. That's it. Best I, well, match well so the problem is that it, they they show the build up to this match by showing the fantastic Survivor Series match with the ten tag team match. It's brilliant. It is. And I also, I also love how. Um, because it's demolition versus the powers of pain. Um, when I think Sma- they do a uh, demolition, do a promo, and you like you see, you can see Smash go is going the uh, the Joker route of wearing the makeup but not shaving his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because like you, you've got a mustache, mate. Why why have you just painted over your mustache? Why have you done that? Because I'm not going to shave a mustache. Well, fair enough. It's actually not strictly speaking, technically directly demolition versus the powers of pain though. Oh, it's a handicap match, you're right. It's three on two. The third Cause... man being Mr. Fuji himself. And nobody, especially you, you little overstuffed rat. I'm talking about you, foods the stooge. You're not going to do anything. We're going to grab you around the neck, squeeze those eyeballs out, and get you right out of the car. All right, the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions on their way for a title defense. Yeah, who did the five K run to prove how ready he was for this match? But yeah. I'm afraid it, it might have tied him out that five K run. <laughs> so he, um, he, he Fuji spread salt around in the corner of the ring before yeah. the, which isn't a signifier of things to come at all. Not at all. Establishing that he's got salt down his kecks. Um, but there we go. Um, I think it's Warlord and Axe start, and Gorilla Monsoon says, "Ah, the two powerhouses of the teams." As if the other two are complete weaklings. Obviously. Uh, oh, I think, Warlord, he's, he's a big man though, isn't he, Warlord? I think all of them are quite significantly large. <laughs> it's weird though, seeing like a large, like talking about Smash being large, because he becomes the Repo Man, he's scrawny. Yeah, I often kind of get that with the whole Repo Man thing. I'm kind of going, he must have lost a ton of weight. Yeah, like he just... For that. He Repo like Man. To... Oh, don't. It was literally like, as soon as he got that gimmick, he just like... Just, just dropped all his muscle. It's really weird. Yeah, Kept the mustache, though. Kept the mustache. He does. He does indeed. So it's just like a big four-way hoss match of just like dudes hitting each other. Oh, but it's good for that. Yeah, it's got. It's a good hoss match because demolition were good. Mm-hmm. It's good, and then Fuji comes in, and everyone's expecting Fuji to be pretty crap, and he's actually vaguely made to look half decent. Well, he was obviously. A, he was a tag team. Was it the Orient Express? Some kind of like vaguely racist name to his tag team. I can't remember what it was now. It was Professor he, Tanaka, wasn't it? That's who he teamed with. Wasn't that the guy who was odd job in? No, no, no. He was. Um, he was Sub Zero in uh, Runner Man. Runner Man, yeah. And this no, this Doctor. Is it Doctor No? Where Bond beats somebody up? He's. You're thinking of odd job in Goldfinger, are you? No, there's someone else. Oh, oh I'm just going to kill me. This is it's like somehow it's related to The Rock or something like that. I can't remember what it is. But anyway, like he obviously had a good career as a wrestler, so like he hasn't quite lost his skill in the ring. Obviously, he's old and he's bigger than he used to be, but like you can tell, like he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, yeah. 
which is good because you don't get the kind of whenever you know, these matches, you know, when the manager comes in, it's just they're like on their knees begging not to be here, or it's just like a, an excuse to get like a pop of the crowd. We're here, it's kind of used as like actually, Fuji's good, he can do some moves, he's going to be a part of this match. They still establish he's probably the weakest third of the team, but oh, yeah, and he underlines that when he goes to the top rope, yeah, well, yeah, totally. Is that when he, is that when he misses the leg drop from the top rope? Yeah, which yeah. seems like Mr. Fuji obviously is not that young a man at that stage. Going for a top rope leg drop seems daft. Well, asking I've, for trouble. I've saw the finish of this match, I, I don't know, maybe 30 times. Makes but the sense, simple yeah. fact is, uh, when I was at school, my friend loved the finish of this match because he couldn't stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> so I had to keep I had to replay it for him. Uh, Mr. Fiji, as he called him, right? <laughs> go for his top rope leg drop. And he says, it just looks like he slips in midair <laughs> rather than delivering the move. So I had to show this slipping on this invisible platform in midair over and over again. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, go back and watch it and see if he slips in midair. It'd be fine because uh, Fuji can throw some salt in someone's face and he can win the match. That never goes wrong. Never goes wrong. Oh, wait, it goes wrong. Oh no! What a disaster! Oh, he takes boy. the bloody finisher well, though, doesn't he? <laughs> what do they call it? What's demolition's finisher? Decapitator. The decapitator. Yeah, that was I don't that's a great name for a finisher. The then I don't, I don't know if that's a name that was named afterwards. I don't remember the commentators ever calling it that. It's not called anything on yeah. the commentary. It's a great name, the decapitator. They should more things to be called that. Yeah, because that's what that. Cl- clothesline that Arkeen did to Shawn Michaels should be called. Oh, probably, yeah. Because um, it's War- Warlord holds Smash as the ref is distracted. Fuji gets out the salt, ends up throwing it in Warlord's eyes, obviously. And then it's the uh, decapitator on Fuji for three. So Fuji gets pinned and his team lose and Demolition retain. Still think it's the best match of the night so far. Hmm. Because it's a really good two balanced teams. Quite an interesting dynamic with Fuji being in there as well. It's the kind of wild card of it. And um, I think the right team win. How many matches yeah. have we got left? Loads. Okay. What's next? Um, I think is it Mean Gene tries to interview Macho Man, but he's going mental because he's Macho Man. We're going to try one more time right before this big matchup here today. Get out of here. I told you no interviews. Come on, I'll knock you out. Oh, cool. Get up ready. Wow. It's Shivani tries to interview oh, Shivani, yeah. um, Macho Man, but he kicks him out the door and says, I told you no interviews. And then we get yeah. a cl- an absolute classic of WrestleMania. A glamour match. A glamour match. A glamour match. Uh, Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin uh, against Ronnie Garvin, who doesn't get an entrance at all. He's already in the ring. Um, Rugged he- Ronnie Garvin. Shite Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> He's you got Mr. The- Perfect's towel. <laughs> He has, yeah. Do you know the guy? You we, know the guy is like from Avatar, the general guy. Yeah, isn't that Ronnie Garvin? A little bit. <laughs> well, he hasn't got as uh, melody his hair as Garvin's got, though, has he? No, not really. No, 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 no. But, but wait, we've got a special guest. We have. It's Superfly Jimmy Snooker making his return for no yeah, apparent reason. Yeah, we've really bad music. Let's go! 
That'll be edited from every uh, future release of WrestleMania 5. Well, it's easily edited because he takes no further part in the bloody thing. Yeah, he walks down to the ring and goes, I'm here, and then he walks off. It's like, really? You, you, you interrupted a match for this? <laughs> it just disappears again. Couldn't that have been Jesse's surprise earlier when he's up on top of the barricade? Just get um, Snooker up there at that point as well. That would have made more sense. Like, more well, sense. It, it was supposed to, but he was too busy murdering somebody, so he missed his cue. Ouch. It burns. Two dudes hit each other for five minutes. Bravo attacks Garvin. No, no, no. It's a technical <laughs> contest where <laughs> he breaks out the Garvin stomp. Oh, he does at the end, yeah. And, and, then, and then, of course, it's finished with a devastating side suplex. No one gets up from that. No one, no one gets up for that. Not even rugged Ronnie Garvin can get up. And there's Canada's strongest man. And then With a limited strength. Oh, he is strong. I never said he was not You strong. just got yeah. through a little while ago saying that he couldn't, he ain't as strong as everyone thinks he no, is. you said he had unlimited power, and I said he did not. He has limitations. Just as we all do. On, on all the pay-per-views, when, he, when Jesse Ventura always goes, it's the world's strongest man, Monsoon always replies with, only when you're helping him. With with reference to Royal Rumble '88, when he when he's doing the bench uh, press record, what what a deep cut reference that always is. Oh man! Um, but on a little side note, uh, me and my friend, for some reason, we find Dino Bravo hilarious. Um, was he killed by the mob? Yes, he was. He was. Um, yeah, I thought I so. I think I think it's because every match you watch, for some reason, I don't know, the bookers must like him. He always wins with a side suplex. He gets so many victories. It's all the Canadian muscle slamming him into the match, I guess. So, for Christmas, I made him a, a very special T-shirt um, where, I, where I took um, various pictures of Dino Brothers' finisher. There wasn't many on uh, the internet, so I made them myself <laughs> by taking pictures of the network, like pausing the wow. network and taking them. So, yes, there's various pictures of, on the T-shirt of him hitting his finisher. And the back says, Welcome to Side Suplex City. <laughs> <laughs> Would that would that be another one for the Conquista store? <laughs> that would be it. Yes, I two Black City would be the one. I, I do have some pictures if you want to put them up. But yes, I took some pictures before I handed it <laughs> I over. I don't think I don't think his estate would appreciate that. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> we get anyway. we get the mafia after us for Christ's sake. <laughs> Moving on, we get um, the Brainbusters. Arn Anderson again with no music. Out. With no music. No music. They never had music. And uh, this followed by Strike Force. Who do have music. Which, yeah. Which... And they're back together. This bodes well. Back together after, as Ventura points out, they haven't teamed together for a year because Martel's yeah. been out with an injury. Sure, it'll all go fine. Um, yeah, there's a double... I've... Sorry, carry so, on. I was going to say, I really like this match for where it goes, but I, I really don't think it needs to be that long. At least it's and got it's... a bit of story to it, yeah. yeah but especially after the main story happens, I, I, I think... It still goes on too long after that. What the went uh, after the forearm? Yeah, I don't know if the case. Oh, but you got just... you got to have a little bit of a build up because you got to basically after the forearm, you've got to get the point that Martel's got to sell that he's still smarting. From oh it. no, no, I don't mean that bit. I mean when he finally goes, I, I think they seem to make you know to put the. It's brain not that up. long though. It's only like, literally two minutes of just punching him a bit, and then the spike. Oh, it does seem it does time. seem quite a long time. It's not as long as you think it is. I no. can't believe after the bloody Bushwackers match, this is what goes on for a little for too long. No. Well, you know, you know, if what happened, if if, if Tito Santana grabbed on Anderson's crotch, then it would be fine. But that never <laughs> happened. Fine. 
I, I take it everyone notices that uh, Tito's shorts have got a sombrero on them. Yes. Oh yeah, dear good. God! And oh, also that uh, that Jesse calls him Chico Santana the entire match. He does. Yeah, the entire, all his time he does. Does he? Every pay per view. <laughs> yeah. Chico Santana. Chico Santana's Chico Santana. I don't care what kind of shape Chico's in. Chico's Chico's Chico Chico Santana. Chico. Chico firing out of that corner. Chico Santana. Chico all by himself. Chico Santana. But Monsoon never calls it out. He never tells him off for it. He's always just letting him call him Chico Santana. Oh, dear God. Um, yeah, I so say there's a moment where um, uh, Tito Santana tries to go into Arn Anderson in with a forearm, the panted forearm, and it ends up hitting Martel. And Martel ends up knocked outside the ring and eventually decides that he's had enough of this and walks yeah. off down the aisle. Leaving off and be a model. Yeah, leaving Tito Santana to get absolutely battered. And yeah. um, then it ends up being a small fight back, but he ends up getting a spike pile driver and pin the brain buster. These days, do you? Oh, is that the brain buster? Yes. They call it a spike pile driver on commentary, I'm pretty sure. Oh, right. Maybe, maybe again, maybe, that's yeah, something maybe, that's yeah. named afterwards. I don't know. Probably, yeah, yeah but... You want, to, you want to get that finish on the main show these days? Maybe they're on the indies, but not on the WWE. Nasty finish like that. Yep, exactly. Yep. exactly. And then it's like a little stuttery Martel promo, and then we're done. Oh, I can't have that promo. He's, he's been there. Was that carried him and all the rest of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's one of them promos that you can obviously say, they've told him to get across the point that he's sick of carrying him, but he seems hmm. to repeat the same thing three times. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he's just got what he deserved. You know, I'm, tar- I'm sick and tired of him. You know, I'm sick and tired of carrying him around. You know, I was doing great when I was, uh, since I've been coming as a single wrestler. But no, Mr. Tito wants to ride my coattail once more. But I'm sick and tired of him. I've been carrying him around for too long already. Wait a minute, Rick Martell. You're out of line. Strike Force was supposed to be a team, a team. I don't want to be associated with that guy. He's a loser. You saw his timing was way off. You're lucky that I'm being a gentleman that I am. I just walked off. That could have been a lot worse for you, Tito Santana. I think we've heard I'm enough. Tired. I'm Let's fed go up back you. to you, Gorilla. But at least he's a, he's a heel because, like, face, face Martell makes no sense to me at all. No, it doesn't. He's he's too. It doesn't. Yeah, he's got that heel kind of persona. Yeah, he's got a heel up to him. Next, now you know when you look down the list, the, the, the little bullet points on your your timeline on the the network. Yeah, and you notice, and you look at it, and you kind of go, "Jesus, that's a bit of a long gap." This is, <laughs> this is entering that long gap. <sighs> I went. I fast forwarded through this bit, and just got bullet points on it. It was. It, it's stupid because. Piper Pit starts, and oh no, it's Brother Love dressed up as Piper, and he comes down to the ring to interview himself. Well, he's Brother Love interviewing Piper, and he doesn't do a bad Piper, to be fair. No, he does a really good Piper impression. Not playing with a full deck. Look, I watch it every single week. You on TV? You, I just love your show. You, I love it. You, I love you just as much as you say you love me. You know, I just love it, man. I, I'm in awe. He's got like the, the hand gestures are spot on. That's really good. Yeah, um, and then he does say the magical um, phrase. And as my special guest, I have a special guest. 
Yeah. And then uh, Morton Downey Jr. comes out, who, not somebody that I was au fait with, so I Wikipedia him, and oh, he's like... No idea. One of the early guys of, like, trash tabloid TV. It, it, so um, from it, him, Begats, Jerry Springer, and all that kind of stuff kind of flows out of it. And there was that wrestling show he did. Was it before? I can't remember if it was prior to this or where we got on. There was some guy who didn't get much of a push, was suing somebody because they were making homosexual uh, overplays to him or something. I can't remember the guy's name. He was like a football player, tried to do wrestling. And he's on the show... And it was all a bit messy, and it's on on the Wrestle Crap website as being a really bad point for wrestling. Anyway, he comes out. He's um, smoking. He plays the reporter in Predator Two. He does, and he uh, gets. Does he get killed? No, no, he just gets put. Arrogant, more victims, more mutilation. Fuck you. Oh, are you there, Pope? Pope, what's going on? It won't shock you guys to learn. I've never seen Predator 2. How's Arnie doing? Uh, the film finished, he killed everybody. Oh. Um, so, Morton Danny Jean is smoking because, you know, it was the 80s. Mm-hmm. It is and, arena. Now, and now they announce the pipe is coming out. And, like, Danny Jr. and um, Both of Love are just kind of, like, sitting in the ring now. So, like, if you wanted to get a pipe out of there, this seems like a really kind of stupid, disjointed way of doing it. So, um, he comes out. Um, there's a nice bit where they do a bit of continuity Million Dollar Man because uh, Piper makes reference to Brother Love's jewelry and he goes like oh yeah it's from my um, oh what does he say yes gifts from the Million Dollar Man my benefactor yes like he's paying Brother Love to do his job in the ring and stuff I like that kind of, I, like, I like it when the kind of heels are kind of connected by being by backstage stuff mm. but anyway um, they dump him out the ring because there's a whole thing about what's he got under his dress Morton Downey Jr. is just throwing cigarettes at Piper the whole time. I quite like the fact that uh, Brother Love's got braces on the run of his pants. <laughs> That's a nice touch. Um, but they get him out of the ring, and then it becomes actually good. Once you get down to just Downey Jr. and Piper, it's really good. Because Downey Jr. is like the most dickish, dickish heel you've ever seen. He, like, he just keeps blowing smoke in Piper's face. Mr. Downey. Yes, Mr. Piper. Don't blow no more smoke in my face. Please don't blow the smoke in my face. Uh, you know, that's like the fourth time you've done that, you know. And uh, I'm going to say this to you again. Don't blow no more smoke in my face. Do you understand that? Try, try this. You'll like it. What? And there's some great lines between the two of them. Uh, there's a line about his girlfriend that I didn't write down, but that's really funny. I'll probably cut it in here. To the warts. I gave them to a homeless warthog. I didn't know your girlfriend was homeless. It should have just been the two of them for the whole thing. You should have just not had Brother Love in it at all. It goes on for something like 20 minutes. Yeah. Because this is Piper's but, return. He retired in 1987. Yeah. But this is about, like, they say, like, Cameron says, like, whilst there's great heel work in there from um, your man, Danny Jr., it just gets kind of overdone because it goes on for so long it's ages and, and it's, on, it takes and on, never get to the and point on, and on. then the fire and extinguisher get... comes out and then he gets doused in the fire extinguisher and yeah. Piper goes away and it's all good did you notice like when Piper sprays him with the um, extinguisher he makes a special point of spraying him with the crotch <laughs> the bushwhackers told him to do that yeah so there's good bits from this promo like 
the bits where Danny Jean is blowing smoke up his face and they're being really kind of uh, nasty with each other. Those are good. Both of them are stupid and the whole bit is just, yeah, too long by a good 20 minutes. The Bushwhackers could have had longer. They could have had longer. We could have extended the Bushwhacker match. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But it's okay because here's Mean Gene with exciting news. Well, you haven't seen it all yet, folks. Right now we're going to go to Mean Gene Oakland from some, some very exciting news. Because, yeah, Hogan's been away making a movie. It's called yeah. No Holes Barred. No Holes Barred. Uh, which I haven't uh, seen. All right, hold on to your hats, everybody. We've waited a long time for this. Hulk Hogan starring in a major motion picture titled No Holes Barred. What I love about the trailer, though, is it says, if you know, uh, you can see Hulk Hogan as you've never seen him before. He plays a professional wrestler. Uh huh. Rip. Which I think is pretty much how we see Hogan usually, is it not? Do you want me? Yeah, I think uh, no, but he's wearing he's wearing like a white bandana. And that oh, yellow one. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally different, that's it, that's totally it. different, and he can like bust the roof of a limo in this one. So, hey, when are, are you gonna... looking for a little escape? <laughs> Want to see something? This is sick. You don't see every day. Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. Then we get the bit we were talking about before where Sean Mooney tries to interview Donald Trump. And you can kind of see the origins of Donald Trump's political speeches, even in this short time. Because he says the word unbelievable twice in the space of about 30 seconds. And it's fantastic. And it's amazing. Thank you, Gene. I'm uh, joining Donald J. Trump, the illustrious Donald Trump. And uh, Mr. Trump, this is the second WrestleMania you have hosted in a row. Can you give us some idea what an event of this magnitude means not only to Atlantic City, but to the Trump Organization? Well, it's brought people from, from thousands of miles away. It's been fantastic. It's been unbelievable. The traffic, the numbers of people. We're really honored to be here and honored that you folks joined us. It's a great honor. Well, I want to uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with us a uh, week with us. Uh, I want to ask you this, though. Is, uh, have the casinos been busy? They are packed. The whole town is packed. It's been a real boom to the town. It's been just a great thing and an unbelievable event. Everybody's excited. We're all enjoying ourselves. Well, and and, thank uh, you. I know I'm going to leave a, a few dollars in Atlantic City. Well, I hope so. Well, thanks again for uh, joining us. Uh, while the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan still have to worry about uh, winning, it appears that Donald J. Trump, Donald J. Trump already has. Now, uh, there are winners here as well. This capacity crowd thus far has gotten more than their money's worth. Right now, let's go back to you, Gorilla. Thank you. Thank you. And then yeah. um, Sean Mooney completely minces his words, and then they go back to Gorilla Monster. Yeah. And, yeah well, I, th- I thought it was because uh, Mooney was so 
Mooney seems so impressed with Trump, he loses the power of speech. Well, he probably, he's probably got Vince in his ear going on about how, you know, make him look good, you know, make, you know, you know, go and interview Donald because obviously Donald Trump and Vince are his best mates. Yeah. So it's just terrible. Um, and then there's, there's a great Jesse the Body rant after that where he says, uh, How dare him? How dare him step into Hollywood, Gorilla Monsoon? Let me tell you something, Hulk Hogan. Hollywood is my domain, but I can see why you're doing it. You're doing it, Hogan, because you're going to lose to the Macho Man. And when you lose to him, you're going to have no job, Hulk Hogan. So you're going to have to come out to Hollywood, try to invade my territory. It ain't big enough for the both of us, Hogan. But if you want to come out, I'll give Hogan a job in Hollywood. He can drive my limo. Well, to be fair, like, you know, Ventura is in Predator and Running Man, and Hogan's in No Holds Barred. I think we all know who wins that battle. Well, I've only seen one of them films, so I think No Holds Barred's probably the best one. Can <laughs> uh, we move on? Mega Powers promo, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um... With, uh, with the words, uh, just, just talking about Hogan, Liz, and Macho Man, uh, with the words, what a threesome. Yeah. Oh, hindsight. Yeah, hindsight. Aye. That's 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 not good. So next out um, is Big John Studd. Oh, you miss like they 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 do highlights of the best Survivor series where they have the, the they start doing the heel turn. You get that meandering Hulk Hogan promo. You can't just skip all that stuff. Wait, we have done. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Big John Studd comes out. You're right. <laughs> well, that's the prize for winning the Royal Rumble this year. <laughs> that's true. He did win the Rumble, didn't he? <laughs> Does um. Does Big John Studd come out to Huxley Jim Duggan's music, or is that just me? Yes, but it's it, it, it's it's Big John Studd's music. Yeah, with his big ref shirt because he's a ref. Yep, because in yeah. a refereeing capacity tonight. Duggan's um, got no music. It probably won't surprise you. Like half <laughs> no the one's got any music. Card. Apparently, it's thin on the ground music at this point in the like, in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, you you know you've made it when they actually give you some entrance music. Yeah, I mean um, Andre's got no music, but it's Andre. He doesn't need music. No, because he's just even Andre. like tail end of his career. Andre is still amazing. But speaking of music, Jake, Jake the Snake, the oh, best music, the best. Yeah, this patch has got a bit of build up as well because apparently he made Andre the Giant have a heart attack. Yeah, Monsoon does say cardiac arrest when Damien's around. Apparently, it was a bit on Superstars the Dead or somewhere where he threw the snake at him and he had a heart attack. Jesus. Yeah, there was, again, going back to the Best Survivor series, there's a whole thing with Jake and Andre that, isn't there, where I think. He just he literally uh, beats him up and gets disqualified so his team can win. Yeah, he ties up Andre in the ropes and he's like choking him out and then the snake comes out and Andre runs because he's scared of snakes. Oh, it's his weakness. That and, has been slammed by Hulk Hogan. And Andre eliminates himself from the rumble after Jake throws his snake in. Yeah, he hates he hates Jake's snake, as rude as that sounds. 
like before the even match even starts, we've got a, turn, a turnbuckle pad off. It's like it goes starts off really quick, and I always like. Um, I think we talked about this on the on the Royal Rumble one. Like when you've got like nasty, brutal Andre, and he's like doing his kind of really horrible chokes in the corner. He like he's 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 like a nasty heel, isn't he? He's really nasty. Yeah, but he can't. He can't. He can't go. Andre's, oh, no, he, Andre's like, completely gone, even at this stage. I think like WrestleMania three, like that basically was the rest of his like really good working ability, wasn't it? I think That's after that, basically I think pinnacle, yeah. There's like a kick where he nearly falls over because his body's get starting to go weak. Yeah, and he's, he's and he's, it would only be like was it two years later he'd be on crutches at the SummerSlam or was it next year? Now you won, yeah, now you won. Now you won that a bit. Yeah, he comes comes out of crutches. So he's like, it's, it's sad to see like a yeah, Andre like this, but. You working with Jake and Jake's amazing though. But yeah, but I was going to say credit to Jake because he gets a half decent match out of this, mm. and he's quite good in the fact that the story being that obviously Jake's trying to go for the bag to get Damien out, yeah. and then he keeps kind of like um, Andre keeps pulling him back from it. But you yeah. get my like, moments where there's one bit where like Jake's in the corner and Andre squashed him in the corner, but it lasts for about five minutes. Yeah, and it goes on and on and on and on. It's just like it's oh, like a rest oh, squash or something. Yeah, it's pretty much a rest squash. Yeah. Yes. And what I like about the, the, through the whole time of this match though is like how serious Big John does taking his role as the referee. Oh, he's loving it. Like he's doing he's doing like a really proper job, but he's not messing around. He's not you know being daft. He's like I'm a referee. We're doing this properly. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. Let's um, get that. There's a bit where Andre just kind of falls down in the middle of the ring as well. Um. They've got Jake outside the ring. Andre beats him when he tries to get back in the ring. Um, Stud argues with Andre. Andre hits Stud. Ted DiBiase <laughs> comes down to steal Damien. Obviously. And disappears with him. But then Jake gives chase, somehow gets Damien back. And then uh, Stud just awards the match to Jake because of the disqualification for Andre hitting him. Yeah. Like three minutes after it happened. Job done. Um, I say match. it's not a bad match. It's just that you, it's so obvious that Andre just can't yeah. do anything. He's still, in the, he's still in the traction, but he's he, he can't. Yeah, from his like, look, go. he's yeah, he's still in attraction. But from as it is wrestling ability, it's yeah. a lot of this match is basically small exertion, small exertion. Go to a beer hug or a nerf hold or whatever for rest to hold. And it's yeah. all and Andre blows himself out about twenty seconds in this match, and all, about twenty seconds in. You're into like a rest hold, like a sleeper or something. Mm. Fact time. Fact time. Go on. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, WrestleMania one. There was Big John Stud versus Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, this is their idea. Why not rekindle the feud? So the whole point of Stud being a referee is to set to up. Rekindle the feud. Is to set up Andre Stud at SummerSlam. Really? Yep. Really? Did they not However, look at Andre and go, no? No, no, it was the other way around. They looked at Stud and went, no. <laughs> apparently, really? Apparently, he was in awful shape. Um, he was doing a house shows with Hakeem. That was his house show thing. And eventually, they went to him and said, listen, if you don't body slam him, it's a house show, you're going to get fired. Because I think they wanted him to slam him, but he just kept, he just couldn't do it or whatever. But he did manage to slam him at the house show and keep him going another month or so. But eventually, yeah, that was it for him, I'm afraid. Poor Big John's dead. Yep. Poor Royal Rumble winning Big John's yep. dead. Oh dear. Oh dear. He must be the only person, I think, who's won the Rumble and got fired the same year. Is that correct? I can't <laughs> think of anyone else. No, probably, actually, yeah. Or at least anyone not. else, no? Not. 
Yeah, that's yeah, not like that. You know, there's people who've obviously left of their own accord. Like Batista won the Rumble and then left the same year, but that wasn't fired. Oh, that was because no. he was a a star. Well, you know, he was a movie star, pretty much, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. A part timer, wasn't he? You had to go off and be like the Blue Power Ranger or something, according to the gifts. Mooney again. Mooney again with some nutcase who just can only say Jake's the best. What do you think of this matchup hey, here? Jake, Jake, you the best, Jake. He's the best. Jake's the best. Jake's the best. Yeah, I guess he's going to say it all. And then we get Shivani with um, Sensational Sherry, who references the fact that Rock and Robin can't <laughs> sing. You have got that right. Sensational. Unlike some other woman we saw singing, America the Beautiful earlier today, world champion Rockin' Robin, let's face it, she can't sing any better than she can wrestle. And Sensational Sherry sounds either drunk or high or both. I, I, I assume that's his acting. She's a bit, would... yeah, but she's a bit up in the air somehow. She's not quite all there. <laughs> Rhythm and Blues. Oh, the, I don't think they called that yet. No, uh, no. The they, Foundation. They've got a name, although it's very rarely referenced. Apparently they're called Double Trouble. Ouch. What? Yes. That probably explains why Greg does not look happy coming down to the ring. <laughs> he does not look happy at all. So luckily, I don't think it's referenced much because it's a stupid name. Yeah. I was going to say, I put it in down here. Here's Rhythm and Blues, but they're not called that yet. I'd like to... um. I'd like to posit a theory uh, that's contained in this match, if that's okay. Go on. Uh, when um, uh, Honky performs the shake, rattle, and roll, mm-hmm. I suggest that that move was that generation's worm. It's a move. It's got a lot of. It's got. It's got a lot of pre-roll. It's got a lot of leading up to it, and then it just kind of doesn't go anywhere. It's like, a it's break, shake. Yeah. There's the rattle, and there's the roll. It's a neck and, break, you know, eh? And W O R M. No, that goes on for five Drop. minutes. It's but you know it's that it's, it's it's that generation's worm, isn't it? It's not. It's not. It's a lot of build for not, not much. I'll give you that. It's not a good, not a good finisher. Not a good finisher. What about um, uh, Nightheart being slingshotted over the top rope? That's always cool. That looked quite horrendous for whoever was taking that. Was it Honky got that? I think so. But it, I think we always forget like about how good Nightheart was as like being a strong dude but quite mobile as well. Oh yeah, yeah, he helps him helps him burgle places. <laughs> <laughs> now now. Now now, come on, focus on the match. Because it's a decent tag match, you know, it's a decent match. Decent, isn't it? It's, 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 not, bad. it's not bad. It's not bad. We get, we get an anvil drop kick, we get a megaphone finish. <laughs> another, another backfiring heel. Your Jimmy Hart's having a shite night as a manager, isn't he? <laughs> he is. That's twice he's interfered and twice it's backfired on his dude. This is the point, though. Do you not like like me think there only seems to be about three managers in the entire WWF at this point? Oh, there'll be Heenan. Heenan. There's Jimmy the Hart. Himself. There's um, Fuji. Well, we, we had Fuji, but Fuji. he's only in one match in this, and obviously he wrestles in it. But we had Frenchie as well. Frenchie came and out. Frenchie Martin's only got one. And this slick, and that's it. Yeah, well, it's better than these days. But it's like, no does Virgil does he count? No, he's no. not a manager. He's a bodyguard. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'd rather have that than you know. We've got nothing at all these days at all, have we? There's no well, apart from Heyman, who's not really a manager. He's a he's an advocate. He's an advocate. There's no one else really, is there? There's no one else. Not really. Not really. Well, I miss. I miss a good manager. I do, yeah. It's it's kind of one of them. I know that people sort of often say and kind of go, "Oh, you know, managers are underrated, and we should bring them back." When you see this, though, you kind of think there's only bloody three of them. 
<laughs> I think it's because people think, oh, Bobby Heenan's great. We're kind of oh, like, was. well, I've managed yeah. back and they'll all be like Bobby Heenan. The Bobby Heenan's out about six times in this pay per view. Yeah. We'll come to that very shortly. Yeah, we will come to that very shortly. Um, this match ends by um, um, Jim Neidhart actually threatening Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart runs off, but he puts down the <laughs> megaphone. Is and he trying to give it to his boys to use yeah, his yeah, weapon, yeah, but yeah. Hitman and kind of steps in? Neidhart gets it. Behind the referee's yeah. back, Neidhart throws it over the top rope to Bret Hart, who then uses it to clock Honky Tonk. Is this like a blow-off for a Jimmy Hart, Hart Foundation feud? Because he was their manager, wasn't he? He was, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he left them. Yeah, so is this the blow-off to that feud, is it? Or is this... I think that's the idea. I don't even know, because it's a little bit boring. A little bit. It's all right. It's a, once again, it's one of them, it, it, it right. falls under the category of so many matches on this card. It, it just feels like it's been put there to fill up time. Yeah. Because there's obviously this they, in this sort of book, and they've gone, oh, we need it's WrestleMania. We need to have tons of matches, regardless of quality. Mm. Um, anyway, the quality, we get um, a, a little look at the pose down between the Irish Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior, which is so good at the '89 Rumble. Yeah, and then um, I've always hated that segment. Well, the pose down. Yeah, what a waste of time. We did the '89 Rumble, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, but Rick Rude, man, come on, wrestling's Tom Selleck. Yep, he's got the um, Intercontinental title on his on his trunks already. Already on his trunks. Is <laughs> uh, anybody else uh, surprised that the Warrior didn't take a tumble down those stairs when he comes running running out? He he copes with it, mind you. He he outruns the cameraman to such a great degree that he's a tiny speck in the distance. By the t- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the time the camera guy actually turns the camera around to look down the aisle, there's just this little tiny Warrior who's run past him long ago. <laughs> I quite like so. This is still obviously like early warrior because he's got like his his early kind of He Man style hair he's, as opposed to the kind of back combed hair. Yeah, he's quite small as well. Yes, hasn't gone fully on the uh, no on the weights. Uh, well, I say he's still big, but he's smaller than what he is at the moment. Yes. Um, Rude spends the first part of this match <coughs> bumping like an absolute pro. He does because Rude, man, Rude. Because <sighs> um, Warrior is basically just throwing him in the corner like four yeah. times and really dangerously as well you kind of think well didn't rude end up having like a back injury i wonder how much of that was kind of started by warrior just throwing him into things really hard Whoa. i've never seen a guy get fired into a buckle that hard what i like is how um such a technician can carry someone like that you know i mean the warrior just carries the match fantastically oh yeah. When you say carry match, this is where we get into like two bear hugs. <laughs> yeah, you know. Point, the crowd start a weasel chat because they're he's, so he's into the match. Calling the spots. Calling the spots. Bear hug. Yeah, no. he's into the bear hug. Rude's failing until he pokes Warrior in the eyes. Um, there's a good looking uh, Rude top rope drop kick. But then we go back to the bear hug. The referee prevents Rude from poking in the eyes again. Then Warrior bites Rude. That bite, man. Jesus. Rude gets a power driver in for two. Then there's a Rude jawbreaker. Rude keeps selling the back throughout the entire of this match. Great. I don't think he's selling it. I think it's just broken. It probably is. just busted, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple of like like buckle bomb style bumps he takes that just look really it's nasty. Quite high up, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Jesus, he that doesn't, can't be... He doesn't hit that top like turnbuckle with his shoulders. He hits that proper with the small of the back. Like the small of his back, yeah. To um, quote Ted DiBiase on the, the famous Ultimate Warrior DVD, 
Um, Ted DiBiase says, for that match, Rick Rude must have had the patience of a saint. <laughs> you can, because I mean, you can really see like how limited the Warriors in this match. Oh, he's completely green, yeah. And, you know, Rude's doing everything he can to kind of get him through the match as best he can. Which is, God bless it, him. It's probably Warriors' best match to that point would be that one. Oh, yeah, that moment in time, that yeah. would be Warriors' best match. Definitely. Fair point. Have you seen the bit though where Warrior starts shaking the ropes after Rude's done the Russian leg sweep? Warrior gets up and starts shaking the ropes, and Rude kind of like he's trying to like suplex him off the ropes, and um, Warrior starts shaking the rope, and then just ends up attacking Rude by basically thrusting his ass towards him. <laughs> it's the Warrior hip to hip, hip attack. Look, this is, if if uh, 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 Ash can do it, and this era, I think the Warrior can do it as well. Come on. Yeah. Then there's a moment where um, Warrior goes up for a backbreak, picks up Rude for a backbreaker, gets one, and then it obviously he's trying to pick him up again to go for a second one, loses his balance, and ends up just kind of stumbling across the ring and dumping him in the corner. Oh, look at that! Dumped him right into the ropes, trying to get rid of him, I think, on the outside. Warrior powers out of a Rude Awakening attempt. Um, there's a... Rude is clotheslined on the outside... Warrior then tries to suplex Rude back over the top rope, back into the ring. But as he goes down the way, um, Bobby Heenan grabs onto Warrior's ankle and holds it on the ring apron, which means Great he can't heel finish. Which means he can't kick out, and Rude pins him for three and yeah. wins the Intercontinental title. Even though technically that means his feet are under the ropes, which has been enough for them to cancel pins. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought that as well. But obviously that rule. But, but if, he could, if the ref saw his feet, he would see Heenan's hands. So he's obviously not looking there. Obviously. It's fine. It's all fine. And then um, uh, the warrior proves that he can't even do a gorilla press slam on Bobby with the brain because it looks terrible. Is this not the one that Bobby Heenan was referring to in, once again, the self-destruction of the warrior DVD when Heenan went about how it was absolutely reckless and he ended up getting having to go to the doctors and get surgery on his hip? It just dumps him on his head or something, doesn't he? He dumps, uh, on, he, like, he dumps him on his hip. He doesn't even lift him up. He just kind of like lifts him up by his clothes rather than his body. So like he's not in control of how he puts him down. No, nope. he just, not look, he just throws him. Good. Yeah, not good at all. It's not good. It's Naughty good. Ultimate Warrior. Naughty, but he's just green. They're like they're just trying to make him like push him probably two years before he's properly ready for it. But no, yeah, you're saying that you're, like skill wise, you're saying oh two years before he's ready for it, and then you're thinking he's in the main event next year. Yeah, that's true. And he wins the world can, title next year. You can get, get carried by Hogan. That, that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. No, Al, it won't. Anyway, here's Bad News Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, with no music. Here's Bad News who, but who does, does, does not care about flags. Nope. He does not care. Here's he's, he's fighting uh, with no music. <laughs> with no music. <laughs> This match is awful. I mean, I love old wrestling, but this is just the shit, isn't it? Just... I think it's Monsoon that says there's literally no wrestling holds. Well, like I said, I predicted there'd be literally no wrestling holds, and that's exactly what we're getting a fight for. haven't abroad. seen one yet. No, they're just no punching control. each other, and then they get a chair and have some sort of lightsaber battle with a two-by-four in the <laughs> no, chair, don't they? two-by-four. <laughs> And then, like, the, like the, the final kind of image of the match is, like, Duggan's face covered in snot. Look at that Duggan snot hanging out of his nose. He thinks nose. he won, Jess. Look at that guy. Look at that snot on his nose, Gorilla. That's horrible. Makes me want to puke. 
Yeah, he's got a proper buggy hanging out, hasn't he? It's horrible, man. It's I, 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 I found this match probably the worst of the card, I would say. Yeah. Although we, we get to the Ghetto Blaster, and I always like the Ghetto Blaster. Yes. And I, I think he just does like an atomic drop, and that's a wrestling move, so there you go. It has got one wrestling move in it. <laughs> it's bloody terrible. Both men it's get DQ'd after attacking each other with weapons. And that's terrible it. match. That's it. And then uh, after we've watched two wrestlers suffer, we get to see a man suffer as he thrashes around in a terrible gimmick. That's right. I am going to meet the teacher and I'm going to teach him something he never taught me. And that's how to lose. Bobby the Weasel Heenan, you said I was limited. I showed you I wasn't limited. I'm fixing to show everybody today in just a few short minutes. I can't wait. You accepted the challenge and I'm going to take the best of a good opportunity. The Red Rooster's great. Can't wait to get his rooster claws into that weasel hide. I'm going to take out all this frustration. I am going to take care of business. And when I'm done with you, weasel, there'll be nothing left. It'll be a great day in the barnyard, and everybody will be going. Oh, I can't quite get my head around this. <laughs> Is he supposed to be a man who believes he's a chicken? Because Terry Taylor's there. As the Red Rooster with his hair done. Oh, okay. And his neck's, obviously, visually wise, he's not going to do, you know, this is a podcast, you can't see it, but he's doing that, th- that chicken thing with his neck. Like, yeah, he's, he's kind of dabbing, he's kind of pecking, isn't he? Pecking I will, I will explain this. He's living the gimmick. Go on. He's living now. the gimmick. Go on. In, in the words yeah. of Bruce Pritchard, which I, um, Brother Love, I, brother I don't love. know if there's any truth in this or if he's just sucking up the Vince as he usually does. But he says they give Terry Taylor the, uh, the gimmick of the Red Rooster. And it was one of the greatest gimmicks they've come up with, but it was the way Terry played it made it go nowhere. That's got. Oh no, that's complete bollocks. Okay, let me let me let me continue. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying complete bollocks as in it's not true. I'm saying it's complete bollocks for. Well, wait till you hear this part. They envisaged the name the Red Rooster because he was the cock of the walk. He was the one, he was the big rooster in the hen house. He would have all the girls, he would strut his stuff. That's what they told Terry Taylor to do. But instead, uh-huh. he took the word rooster in the literal sense and behaved like a rooster. Which was he... a bad, which was so bad from after a match where you had to lay five eggs. But apart from that, it was fine. <laughs> hey. Was that what's the setup for that joke, was it? Was that journey no, no, the just for that joke? It was a true story, the rest of it was okay. true, yeah. It, it, it would work as a joke if roosters laid eggs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Sorry. All right, then. <laughs> Sorry, Al. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, just... we'll scrap that bit. Right, right. It worked fine until he had to go to Vince's house and fought the morning and chrome up. There you go. How's that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's better. That's better. Okay. But no, that's true. It's true. They probably were supposed to, you know, they wanted them to be this almost, I guess you would say, Rick Rudy. It wouldn't have worked anyway because they've already got Rick Rudy. But, you know, there's exactly. some yeah, What's the point? It was just character, but... Sense. He started off a heel. But surely, like, they would have done the hair. Like, the hair yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what makes I think That's not being like a cock of the, you know, being like a confident dude. That's being a bloody chicken. The other funny story is apparently there was two men in the office that day. And uh, <laughs> one of them one of them was given the Red Rooster gimmick. And the other one was given the Mr. Perfect gimmick. So imagine Ouch. that was close. It could have been the other way around. Imagine Oof. Terry Taylor with Mr. Perfect, man. Imagine that. Christ, imagine that. I would have been terrible. But, you know, the only thing worse than the gimmick is the bloody music.
But if he wins, <laughs> it'll be, and I quote, a great day in the barnyard. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I find every day is a great day in the barnyard. But anyway, well, I mean, like, indeed. what happens next is just pointless. But I think what, what kind of elevates it is we get a bit of the Brooklyn Brawler. I like the Brooklyn Brawler. That, that's, Heen, that's Heenan's new protege. Um, Steve yeah. Lombardi's obviously a jobber all his life. But it was only a couple of months prior to this that he started wearing, you know, being called the Brooklyn Brawler and wearing yeah. the costume and stuff. But obviously, it didn't really get him anywhere. Yeah, not that much. Well, you know, he was with the company for a long time, and he, you know, he did he did all right with, with how he was. So. He beat Triple H once. Exactly. And um, oh, did you listen to him? He was on the on the Jericho podcast a couple weeks ago, and it was quite interesting hearing him how he got like a title shot against um, Shawn Michaels in Madison Square Garden in '97. All right. You know about that? They had like um, uh, there was like a battle royal. Yeah. And. They, they kind of said like whoever, whoever was going to win the battle royal was going to face um, Shawn Michaels next time they were in Madison Square Garden so somebody else was supposed to win the win the battle royal but they couldn't make it or they were injured so Vince was like oh we'll let the Brooklyn Border win he's local we'll just do that and he did, kind of forgot about the title match the next next time they were there so Brooklyn Border went through with it and then after he was like oh I forgot Vince I didn't realise you this was going to happen oh sorry and all that and then Vince went with it and they had a, like a title match against Shawn Michaels Christ. Which is like, yeah, and like, um, uh, Brawler was saying, like, he thought, like, you know, because it was, um, post screw job, Shawn Michaels, he obviously, Eagle was in a very weird place at that point. Like, he was going to be, like, really down on it, so maybe do something like, uh, you know, not do a proper match, but apparently he was, like, really into it and made, like, a really good five star match. So there you go. Cool. Nice little story. That's all right. Um, I also like the fact in this match that, um, Heenan's dressed as Andre the Giant. He is, yeah, he's got a little mini giant. Mini on. giant. And, he gets thrown into a post and like that's it. Yeah, so, well, he doesn't get thrown into it. He runs into it. Yeah, runs into and, it. And the rooster moves and Heenan properly bounces out that corner. Yeah. And then. Well, Heenan always sells like a pro, doesn't he? Oh, like, like, he gets he always, completely like, bumped. sells so well. I think there's a slight air, though, that he's still pissed off that Warrior dropped him. <laughs> he thinks, you reckon? Because so. he kind of just gets pinned and then just takes off down the aisle. Yeah, and just... the security kind of like divert him to another door. He doesn't go back through the curtain again. Yeah, and part of me well, was thinking that's probably where the medical bay is, or where the bar is. Maybe who knows? One of the two. That's done. Uh, we then get the saddest of all sad promos. It's yeah, it's terrible. Which is, I almost want to put in like the um, uh, the Simon Bates arsehole music over this because like Liz is so sad during this promo. Today I'll be in a neutral corner, and from there I will continue to support both men. It's unfortunate for everyone that these two men feel they have to resolve their differences in this way. I can only hope for one thing, Jean. I can only pray for one thing, and that's that neither man will be seriously injured. She's also no, obviously re- reading it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a le- it's a proper Lex Luger style promo. This one, it's it's sad. Well, it's it's reading Lex Luger promo, not like you know uh, you've harvested the garden of cactus or whatever it was. That you said. Yeah, you planted the seeds, Arn, and now the crop has harvested, and it's not a garden of flowers. It's cactus. It's thickets of things that you'll never want to see. So it, it it's Can't sad, so sad. It's a sad, sad situation. 
it's the sad it is sabotable promos um next And then Shivani comes out promoing himself. Yeah, he I only think. gets like thirty seconds to go. Oh, the ex- everyone's escaped. Everyone's left the locker room to go and watch the main event. Back to you, because like, he's right, yeah, by I himself. Know. And then over to Sean Meany. Now he gets involved. He tries somehow, to do the idiots again, but doesn't get very far because they're all drunk. Yeah, he's very far. And then yeah, Macho Man comes out to music. Why is he coming out well, first? Well, I thought that, but it is actually. Um, Ventura does reference it like pretty early doors. Characteristic. I don't understand why the champ hit the ring Here first. Here is the challenger. Don't the, the challenger usually go first? That is usually the procedure. Yes. He says, "Why didn't the challenger come out to the ring first? And he does say that it's probably exactly. because of Hogan's ego. And you're thinking that probably would have been a ha ha commentary thing at the time, but looking back, probably true. There's also another little bit where um, I think. Um, Jesse refers to Hulk as the luster. Ooh. Yeah, the luster. Not the Hulkster, the luster. Lust Hogan. Hulk is his name. Lust. Bit more hindsight there for you folks. Pretty much. A little bit. Um, and again, like, this, I, I always think, like, this one is in that kind of weird hangover period between, like, you know, the early WWF getting big and the kind of early mighty stuff. Cause there's a lot of those guys from like, um, Oh, Paul Orndorff and all those kind of guys still hanging about somewhere in the cards or, you know, on the house shows and stuff. And it's like, you still got like, you know, the old hair uh, ultimate warrior and it's like still headband Hulk Hogan rather than full on band yeah. Hulk Hogan. Like he's still got that kind of early imagery to it. It's not quite become like the, the kind of early night stuff I kind of properly grew up with is the kind of early, early WWF stuff. I always like seeing that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, that was a good point I made. Well, good job. It is a good job, Bill. It is a good job. I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Thanks. It is good. I was like how they talk about how uh, Macho doctored some footage about Hogan and Elizabeth, like foreshadowing the flair uh, Macho. Yeah, I was going to say, how much, how much doctoring can you do with 1980s technology? Well, loads, apparently. They, well, they could fake the moon landings in the 60s, Cameron. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. That's Very true. true. Very true. Does Al have any factoids about this main event? Right, have I missed much, by the way? Where have you been? I don't even fucking know this. <laughs> no. No, that, I, was, I was beginning to notice, and that's why I said, yeah. Al, have you got me, any factoids? My battery died. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh, poor Alan. Jesus Christ. Oh. Are you on your iPad now, then? Yeah. I, mi- I missed the... Um... I missed the finish of the Red Rooster match. The fifty, the fifty, the thirty-four seconds or whatever it was. We've moved on. We've moved on. When when, it, when Heenan misses the turbo, he rolls him up. Right, I, I feel better now. I've said that. Good. Um, and the main event follows it. Yes. Yes. There's nothing else, right? Well, obviously, you know, it, it it's it's a great setup and everything, and the, the mega, you know, a year's storyline build. I mean, oh. I mean, would you argue this is like the most? This has got the most like storyline build to any of the match, apart well, from the maybe card. the um. Apart from maybe the powers of pain and the Andre and Jake the Singh match, everything else just seems like a match. Just kind of well, this, is, this has, as Al says, this has had a year. Yeah, and that's pretty much unprecedented. Now. Mm. Well, War- Warrior Rude had a build-up. Yeah, yeah, um, but there aren't many um, other ones. Well, so that's four out of the fourteen matches on the card. I think DiBiase Beefcake might have done, but I'm struggling. No, Rooster Rooster Heenan had a build-up. No, that's true. That's true. Because that's uh, um, a good, I can't that's think a, of any other example. 
a good example. But no, this this was great storytelling that the mega powers explored. I mean, it was you know, I also like the um, mega powers. Uh, Jesse refers to the uh, uh, to the fans as the pukesters. Listen to the pukesters. Like he said, he didn't need no pukesters helping him here, helping him there. Yeah, listen to the pukesters. And I quote, because they are. Uh, isn't it great at the beginning of the match when Macho's doing his kind of healing stop startiness? Where like he'll jump out of the ring, come back in, and then go climb up oh, on yeah, the yeah, turnbuckle yeah. and raise his arm up and stuff. Macho Man's gone for all out heel. It's great. It's great. I love that stuff. It's really like, good. Like, yeah, I think at one point he pulls Liz in front of him and stuff like that. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan takes off after him around the ring and then just as he's about to sort of launch forward the punch. Yeah. It's great um, niggly stuff. Macho sticks Elizabeth in the way. Yeah. You don't see that kind of niggly heel stuff much these days, do you? I can't think of any recent examples of someone just being like niggly and not really kind of start, not letting the match start. No, Kevin Owens did, did it, didn't he? Against... Kevin Owens does it a lot, yeah. Yeah, I think, but other than that, I can't think of anybody else who does that kind of thing where it's like they kind of annoy the uh, baby face into a mistake kind of thing. Yeah. It's good, it's good. Have you seen the ending, by the way, of the last, um, just really, really quickly, the house show a couple of nights ago? With Kevin Owens and uh, Seth Rollins fighting each other. And have you seen the ending of it? No. Kevin Owens does the people's elbow. Nice. And gets a two. <laughs> and then after he gets back up, Seth Rollins hulks up. And then big boots, <laughs> big, big, big boots him and then leg drops him for three. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, he gets the three code. Yeah. Of course he does. It's the big leg. Is this on YouTube somewhere? Yeah. Oh, right, I'm watching this after this. It's oh, literally like 30 seconds of them just pissing about, basically. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but it's hilarious. Anyway. Um, but there's got... a crow proper popping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Um, but anyway, he gets... Um, you get Ventura who's laid into um, Hogan throughout this entire match because you get like, you know, why didn't the challenger come to the ring first? And he went after Macho's woman. How low can you get? Yeah. Macho gets out of the ring, back in, and looks like he's trying to batter Hulk Hogan with a belt at the early doors. Uh, Macho bails out of the ring straight away. The crowd have actually come... Al- the crowd all night up until this point have been fairly muted. Mm. The theory being that this, all, this, this crowd aren't really wrestling fans. They're more casino fans. They're more of this casino kind of crowd. Yeah. So this all, I think there's a discernible difference between when you go to WrestleMania 6 and it's back to really wrestling fans again. That's probably a fair point, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it actually sounds like a proper atmosphere. But up until this point in time, people just sound bored during some of the quieter matches. Oh, well, why would that be, Cameron? Why would they be bored during this uh, card of the stars? Well, because you've got like you know things like Bad News Brown and 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 Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm. Um, it's great and the best tag. I think I think it was Hercules and Haku tired them out so much <laughs> straight away. Um, that that match is... classic. Yeah. 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 I've got here, Macho bails again, Hulk gives chase, Elizabeth uses a human shield. Um, Ventura seems to suggest domestic violence at this stage. Yeah. Because he's basically suggesting that giving Elizabeth a good smack in the mush is probably going to be the best thing for her. If it means knocking a woman down, besides taking her out of the picture, do it. With what Elizabeth has pulled in, a punch in the nose might not be so bad for her. (laughs) It's the 80s, a different time. A bit uncomfortable. Um, now, I've put it down here in big capital letters just after this, and I found this amazing, and I, I'm still in awe of this. Hulk Hogan does a drop toe hold. Yeah, I got that down as well, yeah, a bit of chain wrestling from Hogan. I was like, what I was the like, hell? Look, what, what, what's your problem? He's a technical genius. Because you... Al, 
Yeah. Of the five moves of Doom, this would be move number six. <laughs> Do you remember when he used a small package at the Survivor Series? Oh, he's getting yeah, awfully... Jesus, it'll yeah. be amazing. Um, Macho Man powers out of a headlock with a side suplex. Macho is going full-on heel. D- Dino Bravo will have that on copyright. Exactly, he will, yeah. He'll be pissed off when he gets back through the curtain. Yeah. There's an armbar by Macho Man. Um, Hulk Hogan gets up whilst being still in the armbar, but Macho Man just pulls his hair to get him pulled back down again. It's great heels to that because he's kind of playing the ref off really well, isn't he? It's just, yeah. Just done nice, nice heel stuff. Then there's a bit where Hulk Hogan uses the front of Macho's trunks to just pull him and launch him through the ropes, but a little bit too close for comfort. Yeah. He, he was all, going for the bushwhacker spot. Which um, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that Donald Trump nearly gets a full eye of a Macho King. <laughs> and also, uh, Monsoon refers to this as a leverage move. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, the trunks. Leverage move. Leverage. He pulled the tights. I saw that. It was a leverage move. Yeah, leverage in the trunks. Oh, it's okay as long as Hogan does it, huh? As long as somebody's pulling your hair, yes. Like, you know, he pulls his trunks. Because a little bit after this, like, I think uh, Ventura says, like, about Hulk's as dirty as you can get. And he's right. Like, how many eye rakes and stuff does Hogan do during, like, his match? I'm like, it is, yeah. He's a, he's a dirty wrestler. He's a dirty wrestler. Oh, look at that. He raped his eyes. I'll tell you what. I don't understand how the pukesters can cheer for this guy. He's as dirty as they get, Gorilla. And those are closed fists, totally illegal. But I think it's one of them things, like a little bit of the way through this match, that Hogan starts to realise that that's the way it's going to be, and he starts cheating as well. Mm. Um, because there's a bit where Macho Man's down on the ground, and then um, he does the Hogan does the heelish kind of eye rake thing with his boot. Yeah. Oh, he always does that. Because he's yeah. a dirty, dirty wrestler. Um, where else are we here? We get a bit of colour after that when they, when they get back. I'm not sure when, uh, like when or how it happens, or whether it's hard way or if it's bladed. But you get a bit of colour on Hogan, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan gets um, get you know, gets cut or uh, or, or the uh, the chumpster or the chump driving that knee into the chumpster's face. As your man, yes, as Tudor calls him. Yep. yep. There's a bit outside the ring where Hulk Hogan picks up Macho Man to ram him at the ring post, but Elizabeth stands in the way. Yeah. Hogan stops. Macho Man reverses it and gets down off his shoulders and just pushes Hogan into the barrier, into the um, ring post anyway. Elizabeth then spends a lot of time trying to lift Hogan back into the ring. Uh, Macho then grabs Elizabeth and just basically hauls her to the back, basically. Yeah, just um, bye. But then Earl Herbner is sick of this, so sends Elizabeth to the back anyway. That's a good yep. call, that is. Macho with an axe handle at the outside. Um, then Hogan starts to sell the throat because the throat becomes a big problem for Hogan because mm. um, he gets his throat across the top rope yep. and then he gets choked out with wrist tape. Um, there's a full top heel rope work, elbow. It? It's full heel work now. There's a top rope elbow. Which... That'll finish him winning. No one gets no, up from this... Macho's big elbow, though, do they? Pissed me the hell off. There's a top rope elbow... It connects. Once Macho's got the pin on, Hogan's already doing that thing of pressing his hands against Macho, ready to spring out. Even he's just trying to kick out. Right. There's nothing fake about that. He's just no, trying to kick no. out. And then he's and then he then it's like a one count. Way to fuck up someone's finisher. Yeah, I and mean, it's the big elbow. Well, for well, sake. well. If you're gonna be like that at WrestleMania Seven, the Warrior kicks out of four elbow drops. Yeah, that's the story, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, that comes after this, Al, so it's Hogan that started it. Yeah. Oh, right. This is the proximate cause. 
then you get the ending, which I think came really abruptly. It does. It's like once he kind of kicks out, they just go straight to the finish. It's the straight to the standard big boot leg drop three. Yeah. You say standard, you mean classic. No, standard, boring, dull, boring, shite. dull. And it's yeah, it's just kind of like you. I know Hogan does the big kind of like Hulk up, you know, uh, comeback, but it you have to do it at the sake of a finisher. You know, can you, not you do, do something else around it? Can you not just like you know have a, like a small like minute long sequence where you just kind of like trade blows? Yeah. Or have him roll out of the way look. of the move or something, you know? Yeah, I'll just have him roll out of the way or something like that. i just not... Yeah, it was... Look, if he's not read Hogan's script, that's what the people come to see. That's what they want. Finish your move, pin Hogan, Hulk up, Big Brook, lead drop, go home. Real American playing. Hogan's got music. He knows the crack. <laughs> he is... Uh, Monsoon just referred to him as, uh, and I quote, the greatest professional athlete in the world. And what I've always said about Monsoon, he's got good taste. Oh, dear God. So no, your... that's just it. It's got a good main event feel. It's built up really, really well. But the ending kind of feels like it's out of nowhere. A lot, uh, lol, Hogan wins, isn't it? That's the, that's the, that's the finish. Yeah, it's pretty just, much. Just... Surely you were not surprised by this when you just watched it. Well, did they take, like, obviously Matt uh, Hogan had the belt for a good, what, four years before we lost it and the whole shenanigans with Andre and that, and then Macho had it for a year. Was it like they, they couldn't trust him with the belt or was it like the house shows? You know, like how Diesel's reign's meant to be like a really bad. Oh, I think no, well, most of the house shows, um, Hogan and Savage were tagging for quite a lot of them. Yeah. I, I think it would, they just knew what they were doing. I think they knew they were going to build this tag team, break it up in a year's time. And that's the way it was going to go. Yeah. I think but why put the belt back on Hogan though? Why not, why, why, you know, why not get somebody else involved? Well, because get someone else involved. Funny you should say that. Because don't worry, Savage goes and finds somebody else to combat Hogan, probably the greatest technical wrestler in history. You're of course referring to uh, referring to Zeus from No Holds yeah, exactly. Barred. Yeah, that's exactly who I'm referring to. Yeah, would that. that not just be because that would just be them promoting a movie, or is that just am well, I being apparently, cynical? Apparently, when they kept the um, they came and asked Zeus to uh, wrestle Hulk Hogan, he thought that we still doing it for real, so he agreed to it straight away. Oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. And then they said, no, it's not. It's not real. No. Oh God. <laughs> Dear God. That's, Tiny uh, Lister. That's that's WrestleMania five. That's what that's all fourteen matches of WrestleMania five. Jeez. That is a lot of that's matches. a big one. So what do you think what do we think of that as an overall pay per view then? It it does get bad reviews, so it has won worst pay per view of the year awards and things along them lines. Yeah. I don't think but, it's but terrible. I like it. I think it it's one of them it's it's a classic era thing, you know. If you wanna yeah, All the characters and yeah, stuff but to like, watch on the, one show. There's nothing like you know, you know, WrestleMania three had the uh, Steamboat Savage match and stuff. You know, there's nothing like there's nothing to kind of really apart from the Mega Powers breaking up, which you know the build is done really well, but the match is kind of like you know Hogan wins and that kind of takes the kind of chops the leg off the feud a little bit. It's just, it's just a oh. bit. Bleh. Well, it's not bad. It's not the worst WrestleMania. No, it's far from the worst WrestleMania. Because we all know what the worst WrestleMania is. I might choose that, you know. No, I don't. Um, WrestleMania 9 it, will be our last episode. 
that's it. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bomb that. Um, we as far as to finish this podcast, we'll do that one. Like, we'll go out with a bang on WrestleMania nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do it I've, I've always said I'll do WrestleMania five if we're allowed to do WrestleMania seventeen afterwards because we could do the best one. WrestleMania <laughs> best nine, Cameron. WrestleMania nine. Sorry, nine. Sorry. Um, but as I say, generally getting back to the point, what do we think of WrestleMania five? We're thinking it's. I'd say it's an average show. I, I mean, that, yeah, I'd say it's average as well. I say it's got decent moments. Average at best. Um, but a I lot do of... like the uh, I like the Strike Force breakup. Yeah, that's at least a story. Um, the Bushwhackers are amazing as always. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I love Hercules Haku match. I don't know why, but that's one of the matches always stuck with me. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, the tag team match I quite enjoy. Mr. Fiji slipping on his invisible. I like platform. I like the powers of pain. Yeah, I like the powers of pain in the demolition match. That's really good. Uh, but there's not much else, is there? I think the Drake Roberts Andre is a bit of a you know you, you. I just expect more from it. I don't know what, but I just expect it more. I think it would have been more had Andre had Andre been able to go more. It would have gone more. Yeah. I think that's just physical limitation. That one. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be um, quite far down the list, though. To be fair. Um, I haven't got the list in front of me. Well. Got it. I'm looking at Royal Rumble 89. I don't think it's better than that. And that's like down in ninth place. Mm. What's it's very like, bottom? I think um, it's better than WCW stuff because it's got yeah. more to. Well, after Royal, Rumble, after Royal Rumble 89 is Halloween Havoc 96. I think it's better than that. Yeah. And above Royal Rumble 89 is SummerSlam 93. Survivor Series 90 Invasion 2001. No, I'd, I'd put it in between the. Um, Above, it's, um, yeah, in between the two that you. So after Royal Rumble, but before Halloween Havoc. Yeah, yeah. So that makes above it Halloween the, above Halloween Havoc, but yeah. not as good as Rumble '89. That makes it the tenth best pay per view of all time. Is that the tenth best pay per view of all time? Apparently so. Number one is still WrestleMania. Is Al, is Al got any thoughts as to where this is going on the league table? Um, well, you know, I'd put near the top, like all the '89 ones, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just have to be content of where you put it. Um, it is a two versus one thing here, so you know I didn't. You, I, you, I lost the tag you, team vote, but I'll win this one. God you damn give it. me, you give me the bushwhackers. So what, what can I say? Where are we? Who's next? As Goldberg says, that would be the next point. Yeah, hold on, I haven't got the router up. But your your choice was previously, wasn't it, Cam? Is it, it's Ewan's. I'm sure it's Ewan's next, isn't it? No, no Ewan's this was this one. one. No, this is this one. Sorry. And he's and he's his laptop's what, exploded, so he hasn't. What been was able Phil's to... last one? Uh, oh Jesus Christ! It was Al's pick next. Uh, <laughs> is it my pick next? <laughs> Here's your pick next, Al. Where are we going? All right. Oh God, I didn't realize it was my pick. I would have something rehearsed. Did we mention our fact from the listener on the show? Well, the one about the um, the the signs for I WrestleMania think, 5. We, we mentioned that before. I don't think we actually mentioned it on the show, did we? I thought, I thought you were recording at the time. Sorry. No, that was before we had the whole thing with the bath. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, we're we'll have that, to edit it seamlessly in. <laughs> edit it seamlessly in. But yeah, uh, um, Roar's DM on Twitter uh, has said that those cheapskates at the Trump Plaza just peeled the, the eye from the WrestleMania IV banners this time out. True. <laughs> I'm going to have a look for that that's quite funny that they just tore the I off the IV and just left the V left for the v. something five. slightly off centre <laughs> um, Kevin79 also says 
Who cares about the pay-per-view? We want to know what Jordi Al's eating and what PJs he's wearing for bed the record, on the record tonight. So we, I think we already covered that, haven't we? So, As yeah. it turns out, wasn't wearing anything. Wasn't wearing mm. anything at all. Just a smile. Just a grin. Yeah, so, uh, so where are we going, Al? Where are we going? I think, Not very far, uh, I assume. <laughs> I'm going to choose for my next pick. Um, I'm going to go... For ECW, well, whoa, what, what, um, what, what, ninety nine, what, what? Uh, no, of course I'm fucking not. <laughs> right, where are we going? We're going to. He did a swerve uh, on us. He did a swerve. Swerve. You know what? I don't care. It's the best. I think we should do it. Uh, Rumble ninety two. We're doing the ninety two Rumble. If you're happy with it, I'm happy with that. Happy with it. I'll go with that. To me, it's the greatest rumble ever. So it is the greatest rumble match ever. And if that's not, if that's not fucking eye up the list, I'll be very upset. I mean, based on the month, we probably should have done a Survivor Series, but no matter, that's not stopped in the past, has it? But we've already, we've done the Survivor Series last. It'll time. probably be bloody January by the time we record it. All anyway. oh, right, yes, that's probably point. true. Actually, yes, <laughs> it'll be time for the Christmas break soon, won't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll all be great. So we're going to skip forward three years and do Royal Rumble nineteen ninety two. Not yes. only that, it's got a bushwhacker match in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because they are the best tag team. Best tag team of all time, apparently. You bastards. Still burns, that does. Still burns. Because I'm... you lose, that's why. Because it's just I wrong. could have chose WrestleMania 9, but Cameron told me not to. No, no don't like do I WrestleMania say, 9. The day we do, do that, 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 that will be our last show. Like When we decide to end this thing, we'll go, right, we're going to finish from WrestleMania 9. We can't do anything else. Can we not just have this whole thing about how we keep doing this podcast until we're all dead, so the last guy alive has to sit on whatever technology is available <laughs> at the time, going, yeah, there's two doinks <laughs> to themselves. But why does Hogan come out with a with a black eye? I don't understand. Hogan's got a black he's eye, but black he still eye. wins the title because Fuji can't aim salt to fish it. What's up with Beefcake's <laughs> face? He's got a red thing on his face. Why is Jimmy like... Hart his manager? What's going on? Why does Crush just do why? that no, thing no. with the what? arm? You got Cameron, you're asking the one question. Why Crush? <laughs> <laughs> why? Who's Giant Gonzalez? What's a Giant Gonzalez? What's why a Giant Gonzalez? Why, why Giant has he got Gonzalez a furry crotch? <laughs> was there ever a tighting of Giant Gonzalez and Midget Gonzalez? Because <laughs> that would have been brilliant. <laughs> like a little midget in the same outfit as trying Gonzalez. It would have been. It, can you imagine if, like, the little mini Gonzalez would have been able to climb on his shoulders and like, splash <laughs> like, from the top? Of him? Like a master blaster from um, yeah. Mad Max Three. Exactly. Midget, like I can't get an image on my mind. That little midget Gonzalez in the same outfit, but still, like, with his arms in the air, like lumbering along. Exactly. That'd be brilliant. Maybe like a Can third you... one in the middle, so like regular Gonzalez, giant Gonzalez, and midget Gonzalez. <laughs> it's like the machines, like, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like Russian dolls. And their finishers, they all get on each other's shoulders and do like a big chop at the same time. Yeah. It's called Mega Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Gonzalez. <laughs> Like a Power Rangers oh. all powered up. They all just combine into one giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Bloody amazing. That'll be the... There's a t-shirt. That'll be a t-shirt. I'll throw them on a t-shirt. Giant, giant Gonzalez, regular Gonzalez, and midget Gonzalez. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be one for the Conquista store. 
Oh, Christ. If you'd like to see that T-shirt, please supply us with the artwork and we'll sort something out for it because that'd be great. Yeah, we just, we just sort of, I don't think we're that big a podcast yet to get a T-shirt store, but we'll work on it anyway. Keep plugging when away. the time comes, What's when it? the time comes, we'll have so many, like, you know, we can do that whole thing of just looking at people, with, look, looking out for people wearing our T-shirts on Raw. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? We're wearing it'll a prob- potential... It'd be amazing if it happened. It probably never will. I don't think... Amazing if it did. Cameron, I don't think they let anybody into the arena wearing a potential Benoit T-shirt, let's be honest. <laughs> Well, you'd have to hide it with like a hoodie or something. Yeah, you could easily unzip it. Right up, yeah, but you just like WWF security just appear from the rafters and just like just grab you. Because <laughs> <laughs> weren't they like they were kicking guys out dressed as Hogan, weren't they? After all that kicked off. Yeah, <coughs> like they were stopping people dressing up as old old characters, weren't they? They were like, no, you're not allowed in. Yeah, they weren't even letting. They weren't even giving them t-shirts to change into. They were like, no, you got to buy a t-shirt to change into. Say, like, fucking hell, this guy's come dressed as Hulk Hogan. Sorry, Mr. Hogan, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then he then he comes back 20 minutes later as Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you hear, though, apparently um, uh, Curtis Axel was doing his Axel Mania gimmick again at a house show. Oh, was he? Yeah. So is I this think... the one in, um, is it in Chile or something like that? I'm, and I'm, all these, uh, I don't know how I don't far behind. The news down there. No. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't know how far behind Chilean television is. It might actually have been, been an American one, but I think they were kind of suggesting it's like, that, that's that, as weird as it sounds like, testing the waters of bringing Hogan back in. <coughs> I think most people will accept him back easily. Because yeah, I think because he won his court case and all that, I think hopefully he'll remember the name of whatever arena he's in when he comes back. Yeah. My genuine point, though, would be, right? If they're going to kick Hogan out for something he said on a videotape in 2007, yeah. when are they going to kick Donald Trump out? Oft. Or is it just because Donald Trump's given them money? Is he giving them money? Is it because they're, like, they're like friendly friends or something? Yeah. Is that yeah. Like a little bit of friendly friends. Who who would have backed um, you know, the funding for uh, Linda running for office? I thought Vince was paying that all by himself. No, he would have had friends in high places. Mm, fair enough. So, you know, yeah. all I'm saying. Ended on uh, conspiracy politics. Good, excellent. Good work, Cameron. Yep. It's Jesse Ventura conspiracies. Yeah. Because um, I think everyone knows that I am the Scottish Jesse Ventura. You are. Uh, Cameron the Body Phillips. Yep. I've had posts delivered to my house that said Cameron the Body Phillips on it. Well, that's uh, must be true oh. then. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> but the, uh, that um, message of other person proves we've got like three listeners because Kevin, Derek, and uh, uh, I forgot his name. Sorry, other person, Rory. Rory, thank you. Yeah, like three people, and they like responded straight away. It wasn't like it was like you know randomly. No, like, no, no. It wasn't like you know. You, you know, tweeted like, thirty-two these... seconds later. Bang, he's in. Excellent work. Bang, that's it. They're in. It's well, great. Done. Excellent. Yeah. So we got people. So the social <laughs> taking us that far to get to three people. Yeah, it's all going to be good. It's all yeah. going to be good. Anyway, so Rumble 92 next. Rumble 92. Going to be awesome. I'm going to enjoy that one. Yeah. And it's a shame that Ewan couldn't get his laptop yeah. sorted out and join us this evening. I feel a bit weird because it's his pick for a pay-per-view that we've done. Basically, uh, fuck you, Bill Gates. Yeah, exactly. Windows starts updating. Yeah. Like you, when he's trying to do a podcast. But never you mind. bastard, Bill Gates. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway... It's a goodbye from me. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from him. Please put the toot on his theme song at the end. <laughs> put the what? Please put the, the toot on his <laughs> The toot on his theme. All right, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Toot on his. Toot on his. 
I was like, who's got that gimmick? I don't know what he's talking about. Is that a tag team? What's going on? It, it, it's Ronnie Garvin, and <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be very best to think of anyone else. Is there another Ron? Um, it's got to be another Ron. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. And, uh, Ronnie Garvin. There you go. Rugged Ronnie Simmons. <laughs> that's the um, that's that's the tag team there. That is a tag team. Not as good as the Mega Gonzalez is. <laughs> no. But there you go. What can you do? Mega Gonzalez. <laughs> Fire it's everybody. amazing. Oh, Mega Gonzalez as well. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a robot one. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I love it. Bye, folks. Bye. I'll be all going. Yeah, you're going to have a bath now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I've already done that, my friend. Unless you get caught. Unless you get caught. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, those are your rules, Jess. That's the American way. The American rules.